0: That's join m i d i This
1: is Talk Star Wars, the official podcast at of talkstarwars.co.uk. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Talk Star Wars. I'm Mark, I'm Stephen, I'm Rob. And we are Yay. going to be joined by by Paul at some point. Um, but at least the gang is kind of back together. It's
2: been weeks, Steve. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. You good are you? Good, good, good. I'm alright, yeah. I'm alright. We had a, we had a break there for a couple of weeks, didn't we? You went away to Florida gallivanting with all your mates.
1: I was I was gallivanting a little bit. Has to be said. With all the yeah, What's this break break going, here, USA,
2: <laughs> USA. By the end
1: of it, yeah. Rob, Rob didn't get any breaks, of course, because Rob's one of the hardest working men in podcasting. So, <laughs> hopefully,
3: I'll I'll stop. You got a horse over there? Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. Mister Ed. Um, Mr. <laughs> 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 well, that's there. the main thing. There's a uh, there's a reference target. Whoa, whoa. Um, <clears throat> right. So before we get started this week, we're going to just say thank you to some people that joined our little community. So over on Facebook, we've added Pat Gwynn. Matthew Horton, Adam Sheldon, and Ben Brown. And I'd also one
3: well. like to say, sorry, who else? So there's another one as well. Uh, well Michael added, Shah. Michael Shah, Added yeah, today. Happened Happened in, yeah, in the last couple of hours. Oh, goodness me. Sorry, I missed that. Michael I Shah. Michael Shah, yeah. Thank you, Michael,
1: also. Uh, thank you to Justin Lyon, who subscribed to the YouTube channel this week. And thank you to Adam Sheldon uh, for becoming a TSW VIP. Already very active in the community, I can see. Yes, indeed. And also, this is a big one, because we don't do this very often. This is a knighthood, and it's a very important knighthood. Um, Congratulations to young Jonas Radcliffe, who became a knight of the Commonwealth this week. Um, I reached out to his mum and just said, is it all right if we make him a knight? And he's absolutely beside himself. So even though I couldn't promise the lightsaber or the ability to move things with his mind, he sure. is. Uh, it is a big deal. He is knight of the Commonwealth. So that is. Jonas, congratulations. Why
2: does it say Jonas Williamson? Yeah, I was just about to ask that, Steve. I'm, yeah, I'm, it says Jonas Williamson on the notes. Yes, I know because that's wrong. Um, oh, okay. Now, right.
1: now I have to I, cut that out. <laughs> but oh, okay. But that's okay because I, I can drop. Know your... If you'd done
2: a type, if you'd actually said it wrong.
1: No, I can drop your audio. Sometimes, Steve, pre- I know what I'm doing. <laughs>
3: It's
1: been known. Okay, and now on to our review section. So we don't have any new reviews this week that I know of. Have you seen anything, Rob?
3: Anything? I have seen
1: nothing come into the uh, TSW mailbox. No, I didn't didn't see anything myself. Um, So if you wanted to leave us a review in iTunes, and I'm sure because we put the show out on other platforms, you leave reviews there, um, you can benefit from our Ron Burgundy policy, which is a guarantee. Uh, Whatever you write in a five-star review, I will read verbatim. So if you want to promote something, a podcast or a blog or a YouTube channel, that's where to do it. As long as you keep it family friendly, we will read it word for word. Um, All right, let's get on to listener comms then. So you can send questions and comments to us via Twitter, Facebook, or you can send email and voicemail to talkstarwarsinfo at gmail.com. That's talkstarwarsinfo at gmail.com which is what Young Ads did, Ads Night of the Commonwealth. We're very night-heavy this week, I've noticed. Um, who would like to take Ads' question this week? Oh, okay, I'll do it Steve. if you like. Stephen, go for it. Dear Paul and the TSW
2: gang, why is Paul getting his own name read out?
1: Because, last, <laughs> because last, week, last week Ads um, sent us a, a question. It was uh, Dear Mark and the TSW gang. And Paul, oh, okay. Paul took exception to it. So, oh, okay, no, so I'm like taking he's, exception. Yeah, much like he's steering a boat, <laughs> he's kind of overcorrecting a little bit <laughs> on this week's. i
2: just, I'll just, I'll take Stevie Wavy. That'll do it me. Next week okay. it'll
1: be dear Stephen the talk to. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hope everything is all tickety-boo this week. Exciting times as we approach the month formerly known as May, but now entitled lovingly, Star Wars Saga Film Release Month. (laughs) Catchy-ish. Anyway, my question is a simple compare and contrast one. I'm sure you've discussed this before, but a revisit is never bad, especially with a growing fan base. So Luke touching the blue lightsaber for the first time versus Ray touching it. Steady, Steve. Um, (laughs) Luke was unaware of its presence until Obi-Wan gave it to him, and he had no obvious reaction when he held it. Ray was called by it, followed thereafter by a powerful force vision. Is it as simple as the kyber crystal calling to the more fitting individual? The blue was never Luke's choice, although he may never have built the green if he hadn't lost blue having a tantrum to dad. Does that mean he'd have always had a lesser bond with his blue. Does that ever really matter? If so, did he have a later moment with the green? This sounds very weird. Um, <laughs> I've got this orgy of lightsabers
3: in my It's like head. a weird game of sex, Cluedo. <laughs> yeah,
2: et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, So, Ray hasn't chosen the blue either, so why the difference? Is there a chance that the lightsaber has already been a part of her early life somehow, building a connection with her, before finding its way to the box in Maz's castle. So many questions, but hey, that's your speciality. Your thoughts, gentlemen, would be greatly appreciated. Kind regards, Ads. So, breakdown. Did the Skywalker lightsaber call to Ray, but not young Luke? That's the first part.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> well, I think... Well done, Steve, by the way. Um, <clears throat> I think this is exactly what's happened. I think the the crystal in the Skywalker lightsaber had to have called to Anakin for him to have built that lightsaber initially, but then never called to Luke. That was passed to Luke by Obi-Wan, and Mm. he never had that connection with it. But it was the crystal inside the lightsaber in Maz's castle, I believe, that called to Rey. That's why she went straight to it, opened that box, and that's how she got that Force vision, is because the crystal called to her. That has to be something significant in the plot. Yeah, at some point that we're going to learn that she's connected. She's got a strong connection to the Force, as Anakin had when he was young, and he and he found that crystal. That's what I think.
2: Okay. Do you think there's scope for her also being a M-word creation by the Force, willed by Plagueis or someone else, and that's the common trait she shares with Anakin? Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Entirely possible. Mm. It's a, it's a hot theory doing the rounds. That one, as I recall, that, Yeah. Uh, she may be because to do with, it ties in with um, the research facility on Jakku, right? That's right. That's the theory: is that there's something going on on that on Jakku. That's why the battle is so important. You know, that's so important that the Imperials can't lose the planet because there's something going on there with regards to re- some sort of research. So is there a secret
2: underground cache of Kyber crystals being found?
3: Um, like I don't know about that. I think the, the impression everybody is kind of taking from it, because, I mean, obviously it's all speculation, the impression that people are getting from it is that maybe Palpatine was doing some sort of, you know, dark side research with regards to trying to, re- you know, trying to replicate the creation of life. Yeah. Because obviously mm. he never, you know, he supposedly learned it from Plagueis. But he didn't, really, because, well, we don't know. Because, obviously, you know, we may have just told Anakin that to get him on side.
2: Wasn't there some canon um, bits that made you, that alluded to the fact that um, Anakin was, what's his name's um, son? Not son, but willed by him. Um, What's his name? The main daddy, Emperor. Um, yeah,
1: that's in episode three.
2: Yes, uh, okay. yes. Isn't it cut out of episode three? No, no. If you isn't read there. the back, it's in. Isn't there missing script? And um, there, m- and there might be you know something that, that what, hits it a little harder. What's that thing that you call Mark? You call you know the repeat of the trilogy, and you call it something. Um, and and so did um, George Lucas. Oh, what the rhyming that, the rhyming stanza? Rhyme, yes, hmm. and he wanted almost almost identical. Wording as the Empire when Luke jumps off the Scooby and Vader says, "And he, you know he says it's impossible." That was in the script in Episode Three that Anakin says it's impossible to em- Palpatine. Right. Okay.
3: Okay. Right.
2: Now I can't remember where I read that, but I think that is
3: I can tell you out it's there. not. I can tell you it's not in the book. No, so I would have remembered that, and I would have brought I, it to. I would have brought it. I've read the book recently, and I would have brought that to the table had I heard it. Yes, yeah, so that I must can't have remember been ejected. where I heard it. Deliberately.
2: Yeah. I'm I'm currently Googling it now, or right. any other search engines right. are available.
1: Okay, well I think um looking at this thing, I think that there's definitely something significant about Ray. I saw hmm. her I saw Daisy being interviewed by Still Saunders today on YouTube. And okay. she, she one of the things she mentioned was that um a lot of people are telling her what she hit what she is, almost <laughs> how significant she is. Um, and what her fate is, and she just wants to be able to stop and catch up and and learn for herself what her role is supposed yeah. to be. So if she right. if she turns up and she's told, you know, you're the next chosen one, or you know, you're. Oh, I see what you mean within you know, the film. Yeah, she's been. Yeah, I
3: thought you meant like no, 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 Daisy. Ray, Daisy that, Ridley
1: was getting told by fans no, like, "You're this, you're mm, this," and she oh, wanted no, to no, turn I'm around sure, and say, "Oh yeah, yeah." I'm certain that that's wearing thin. Thing. But no, uh, she she was saying that Ray. Is already overwhelmed by people telling her, I'm paraphrasing, but already overwhelmed by people telling her what her is what she is and what her significance is. Where right. she just wants the opportunity to sort of find out for herself, spend some yeah. time with Luke, learn out, learn how to do what she's doing. Okay. Um so I think that the you know there's there's room in there to speculate that yes, maybe she is a creation of the force, maybe she is a chosen one. The way um, Plagueis created
3: Anakin. Um, I go with her being the creation of the Force, but I think a chosen one would be muddying the George Lucas waters. Yeah, because um, there is yeah. the chosen one, well, the, prophecy the, that the chosen one, one didn't Yeah. So maybe <laughs> there Do might be a, to, a different. Um,
2: I have found it.
3: Okay, okay. Illuminators.
2: Go back. I'm oh, sorry to interrupt you guys. That's right. Um, it's taken from page forty-two of the Making of Revenge of the Sith. which contains storyline and dialogue from George Lucas's rough draft of the script. On Coruscant, Palpatine completes his seduction of Anakin, who at first refuses to go to the dark side until the Chancellor makes a startling confession. And he says, uh, Sidious says, I've waited for you all these years for you to fulfil your destiny. I have arranged for your conception. I used the power of the Force to will the midichlorians to start the cell divisions that Mm -hmm. created you. Anakin says, I don't believe you. Sidious says, "Ah, but you know it's true. When you clear your mind, you will sense the truth. You could almost think of me as your father. That's impossible." All right, Sidious. Nevertheless, yeah, I can see why he cut
3: that.
2: Yeah, nevertheless, you must decide. Later, this dialogue was cut, um, indicating that Palpatine is responsible for Anakin's creation has been cut out. I'm not sure why
3: Lucas decided to do it. Blah blah blah. Well, for a start, because it's crap. (laughs) Well, yeah, and it's, it's too close, close to Empire. It's clunky, it's too close. isn't it? It's one of those things yeah, that Harrison
1: funky. would have said: you need to move your lips when you're typing because you can't say this stuff once yeah. it's written. Um, what are you doing?
2: How about this? Yeah, and it's got the M word in it, which we um, wanted to move away from. Of course, and I must just
1: say, I think we've discovered that Rob does a Harrison Ford as well, which is important. <laughs> um, I think that <laughs> there's a chance here that with Luke's research, sorry, don't
2: leave, don't, <clears throat> don't tease me like that. <laughs>
1: We'll, we'll circle back yes, to
2: that. You don't
1: say things like that. Um, <laughs> come on, Rob.
2: What?
0: You, get
1: Harrison out of the way so we can move on with this.
3: Uh, the trouble is now we've just put me on the spot, and I've just forgotten yes, right, it, like every single bit of dialogue.
1: We can come. We can come back to it. Um, there's there's room, I think, with what you've just said, Steve. And it must it, it must be said that you're on fire again, bringing this sort of stuff to the table. If this is like the rhyme in and we've had it once in the original trilogy, and George was going to lay that into the prequel trilogy, which he kind of did. The framework for that thing is there. you know, we cre- we found a way to create life. That's kind of, yeah. everyone drew the same conclusion, didn't they? Anakin was created by the Sith for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Luke yes. um, is kind of a chosen one, and that, that element of, I mean, I'm not going to kick that fight off again. We know Anakin is the chosen one. but Yeah, but Luke's important. Luke is important, he's significant, and that exchange about no, it's not true. And that confusion over the origin and the heritage yeah. was a part of both the prequel and original trilogies. If it's going to be a part of this trilogy, does it not already seem as though Luke has been doing the research, Luke has been looking... Luke has got what we assume are the Jedi... Like Jedi journals, or maybe the journals of the wills, some mm-hmm. sort of literature literature on the Force. Maybe Luke created Ray using the Force, I know we've said this before, because he wants her to be the first step towards something other than the Jedi and the Sith. She right. needs to be able to take what he's got, the knowledge he's mm. got, forward into a world of balance and not a world that's segregated by these two different dogmatic entities. Does that make mm. sense? Mm. If that sure. if that confusion over your origin thing is going to pop up in this trilogy as well and echo what came before it, Maybe Luke's the guy doing the creating this time around.
2: I mean, you say say Anakin obviously is the chosen one. Isn't there scope in this trilogy to to bring that, you know, we've spoken about Force ghosts, yeah, to bring that forward into fruition even more? I mean, who's to say in the trailer that that isn't Luke standing there while she's wafting?
0: It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness and weight gain, They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.
2: You know, lightsaber around. That could be a force ghost. That could be Anakin. Maybe he's training
1: her. Yeah, I mean, it could be, you know, maybe Anakin's work isn't done and and he will have some responsibilities beyond the grave. And I I
3: certainly think that that's what Kylo wants. I don't think think that's that's, what Kylo's going to get. I was about to say, I think that that's true anyway because of the effect he's having on... Kylo Ren I I don't think I think his legacy the whole point is it's about his legacy as much as anything else and that's still true no matter whether he turns up as a force ghost or not Um, I think that's still important this calls right back to the first series of
1: Kessel Run things I did when they were still a tube cast way back Mm -hmm. when in one of the episodes I said um, we know that the enumerated films are Skywalker sagas and the first one is about Anakin's fall the second part is about Anakin's redemption and this is about Anakin's legacy this trilogy yeah and the effect that mm-hmm. he's having, and yeah, he's he's become an icon. It's not really Anakin now; it's the thought of Anakin, uh, yeah. and it's the spin that Snoke's putting on Anakin's uh, legacy that's motivating Kylo, and it's probably mm-hmm. fueling the First Order, really, isn't it? He's, yeah. Vader's mm-hmm. become like this figurehead almost. Mm-hmm.
2: So, as that kind of, so as far as the first part of that question, that's covered covered that but what about the
3: lesser bond with his father's lightsaber could i had a thought on this actually as an overall answer to the question okay um could urgency be a factor in the sense that you know when you know when um luke gets given the lightsaber it's kind of understood that he needs training and all that stuff. So maybe, you know, let, let's say for kind of, I'll, I'll break it I'll break it down simplistically. It's a little bit glib, but it will work for the purposes of explanation that the crystals are kind of proper sentient beings and so on. So they know that, you know, time's times not, it doesn't matter if they rush. And actually it's probably worse if they do to, in terms of, you know, bringing Luke up to speed because he's going to get some instruction before Obi-Wan sort of moves into the uh, into the force, and then obviously he's going to seek Yoda out later on and learn more. Um, with Ray, unless she sees that vision, nothing happens. I see, yeah, I see. So she has to be sort of propelled forward because there's nobody there at that point in the sh- in the film to bring her forwards and develop her knowledge of this stuff. She has to be mm. kind of thrown in at the deep end, as it were. Yeah, that's really interesting, actually,
1: because looking at what we know about Kyber crystals, young Anakin the Padawan would have found. Would have heard the crystal song, as it yeah. called to him, and he would have found it, and it would have been a part of his training to have then put that into the weapon. By the time we get to Luke, it's almost like a steeple chase, and Obi Wan runs up and passes it like the baton. Go, and this is, and that's the thing, and it's a, it's a flat out rush for two movies until the lightsaber's yeah. lost in the duel, and now with Ray, mm-hmm. it's we're back to crystal song again, but it's not the same as Anakin's origin.
3: It's not it's, a leisurely song. It's, it's not like not, a, you
1: know. Yeah, it's like it's almost somewhere in between the way Anakin came into possession of that kyber crystal and the way Luke was yeah. had the lightsaber thrust upon him with Ray. It's somewhere in between. She get gets the crystal song, but by now it's not a pure thing that's come out of a cave on Ilum. It's a fully functioning weapon with decades of history. Yeah, and corrupted slightly. I I'd, I'd say yeah. Um, because it's the one, it's the thing that slaughtered all the Jedi in the Temple. So that has to do something to that crystal, surely. Um, and she gets all that in a full blast, and that's why it knocks her off her feet, doesn't it, into
2: the corridor? So Can I have get, a tangent, a little bit of a tangent question? Why not? Did because a lot of the stuff we talk about about trying to dissect the past, it obviously all relates to how what Lucas was, what Lucas intent, Lucas's intent was. Because if he didn't intend it and he never thought it, and it's subliminal and not written in the, then it didn't really happen. It's us reading in something and making it up. But if Lucas thought it, then it's officially it's more canon than canon, isn't it? What are you talking about specifically, Steve? So I'm talking about the Kyber crystals, and in particular, um, the the last part of the question skipped on a little bit, and about the green mm-hmm. part of it. You know, did he ever have a moment with the green one? Well, obviously Vader says to him when he captures him on Endor, "I see you've constructed a new lightsaber." Yeah, and Luke gives him a little wry look. But mm-hmm. is there anything in that? Was there ever, you know, was was Lucas ever thinking? Right, well, I know what happened in my mind. You know, Luke went and found the had this massive battle with. A massive journey and found a Kyber Crystal that called to him. And he met, ma- but did he ever think that was there ever the Kyber Crystal story embedded in Lucas's mind at that point?
1: Um, probably, probably not any more than, um, you know, a lot of George's writing, even when he submitted the final draft of Avenger the Sith, he, he made a joke and mm. said, There's a lot of they fight in there, and it would be, mm. it would be a throwaway thing. Like he would say, Well, Luke, Luke built his own. Lightsaber. That would have been it for the purposes of mm. telling the Return of the Jedi story. Yeah. We know from the shorthand that Luke <clears throat> went away. We see in some of the deleted scenes him actually putting the finishing touches to yes, that. Yes, so I've seen that in yeah. a cave. So it's implied and bearing in mind now how canon has evolved to include these other storytellers and these yes. other <clears throat> specific storytelling uh, tropes we now know that in that gap of you've built your new lightsaber means that luke went and that crystal called to him and he built that lightsaber himself and if you look at the lightsabers yeah. um lightsabers are supposed to emulate the lightsaber of the the padawan builds a lightsaber that emulates the blade the, the hilt of the master um and luke's in jedi it looks much more like obi-wan's in a new hope than it looks like the skywalker lightsaber It's a very different design. So it's almost like Luke found his own path and went off, found his own crystal, sat down and got the designs for a lightsaber from Obi-Wan, from the journals of Obi-Wan on Tatooine, and built it. And back in the day in the deleted scene or back in the novelization, there was a thing where he used a kiln in Obi-Wans to sort of cure the crystal and all that sort of stuff. That's all gone Mm -hmm. by the wayside now. But you can see Mm -hmm. what the intention was, that Luke would use Obi-Wan as his template for how he was going to move mm-hmm. forward. So he was less inclined to follow Anakin's path and more inclined to follow mm. Obi-Wan's path, and he saw Obi-Wan mm-hmm. as a master. Um, so I think in there it's implied that, yeah, Luke went on a on his own um, pilgrimage, found a crystal, or a crystal called to him, and he put that in. Now, I've spoken to... Well, I haven't spoken to, I've tweeted to... spoken to George Lucas. <laughs> no, but close. <laughs> pa- Pablo Hidalgo. Because yeah. I read... Um, a book called Heir to the Jedi, which is canon. And yeah, yeah it's Luke's and one, isn't it? Luke goes off on a mission between uh, a new hope and empire. Mm-hmm. And he finds a grave of a Rodian Jedi knight. And he had a black oily lightsaber buried with him. And Luke took it. And inside it was a green crystal. Cause it was a green blade.
4: And oh. I thought
1: that's how Luke gets the crystal. And I asked Pablo and he didn't answer me. So I asked again, do we know how Luke got that crystal? And he said, no, we don't know yet. So that part of the story has,
2: has so yet gets, to be told. So it gets written into canon retrospectively. It will get retconned,
1: yeah. It will be, it will be layered in there at some point um, in a comic book or in a video game mm. or something. It will be told to us off screen. How so we- wait, so the
3: crystal, hang on. So the, the, the thing he comes across is not the green crystal. It's not the green crystal. Okay. That just the, I, it's been a while since I read that book. Yeah, I can't remember. So that
2: that's what well, I, I mean at that point in in sorry Mark. No, at that ahead. point in Star Wars when we when Vader's telling Luke I see you constructing the lightsaber as far as everyone's concerned it's just a bit of machinery really at that yeah. point in time in yes. 1990 whatever 1989 whatever it was. When was Return a- of the Jedi? 83. 84. Where did I get 89 from? Crikey, I'm getting old. <laughs> um in 83 I'm thinking 79 um, yeah, so at that point, it was just a bit of machinery.
1: Yeah, for all intents and purposes, yeah. It was just building okay. a weapon like you would build a blaster, and it didn't have... I don't know whether so it never
2: It never really made sense to me, because everyone would build one, because they're hyper-cool.
1: Yeah. And you have kids running around. Early on, um, Lucas thought the swords would be much more like Excalibur, that you'd need to use two hands, and they were really heavy and really hot and Mm. unwieldy. And then, obviously, by the time we get to the prequels, they're not, they're these fancy little things that people can do all these pretty little swings and twirls with. Um, But they became a different animal, and that's okay, because as long
2: as it doesn't contradict what comes before it, that's fine. Um, Wouldn't it be cool if it it was like a flaming, heavy sword that... You, you know, you, you, it was all you could do to lift it. Well,
1: it's kind of like Kylo's, isn't it? That that sort of dangerous-looking thing. Yeah. yeah, that can blow up in your face at any point. But just to put... Um, my last comment on Ed's question, which I think is a fantastic question, which is probably why we spent nearly half-hour talking about it. Um, I want for there to be something... I want a crystal to call to Luke, and I want Luke to have to go and find it in the traditional way a Jedi did, rather than it be... Luke finds a crystal in a, a Rodian Jedi's tomb or Luke finds... Because the other theory, the other popular theory as well is that he found Qui-Gon's lightsaber in Obi-Wan's uh, possessions and he used the crystal from Qui-Gon's. I don't want that. I want Luke to be a fully functioning Jedi that has gone through every
0: yeah, the stage trials.
1: of being a Padawan. Even if he did it later mm. in life, after he'd already faced a big trial, he goes off yeah. and... And between Empire and Jedi, he goes off and finds a crystal and builds a lightsaber the way a proper Jedi would do it. That's what I'd like to
2: see. I say. mean, we, we've said it before. There's so much scope for story here in there, and for, for films. There's it's loads. For, you know, yeah, Star loads. Wars story.
1: Yeah, there's mm. loads. If they can find a way to do it, it would be great. I don't know whether there's enough story in building a lightsaber f- for one movie,
3: um, but you could get away with it in a series of comic books, like a six-issue run, and that's all valid what? now. Well, yeah, and also, I mean, finding that finding that lightsaber in the book, even though it's not the crystal, that was only part of a larger story, wasn't it? Yes, it was only part of something else. Because yeah. I remember that that was the thing that kind of made me a little bit weird on that book was, you know, it told a lot of stories and jumped around. So there was one bit that was so good, I wished it was its whole book, and then that was sort of been and, one and done. Is that the aliens? And then the, rest is... the bounty yeah. hunters on the planet, that was great, wasn't it? It was like, it, it, played, like, it played out, like you say, like Alien. It was yeah. awesome. And so you, I wanted a whole film. I wanted a whole book or a film or whatever based on that. that yeah, put, amazing. put Luke in that situation, please. That's great. Yeah, exactly. That was what I was hoping would happen, and
1: yeah. then like none of it. No, it's pretty. That was all pretty hmm. weak. Um,
2: yeah.
1: Does anyone else want to add to what we've said about ads questionnaire?
2: No, I no but I think it. it's an awesome question.
1: Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, you guys think but, great, uh, nailed
2: it. Great question.
1: Got our juices flowing. Yes, indeed. <laughs> right, okay. We've got. Um, a question from Dan Solo. Um, so I'll take this one, Solo, because then we're going to go straight into Connor's corner. Rob, All right, mate, go for it. Okay, so this is from Dan Solo. Hi, Mark and the gang at Talk Star Wars. I'm Dan Solo at Star Wars Sucker. Always branding this man. He is always branding. I, he's
3: the guy is on message.
1: He's gotta, a, he a legend. Uh, my yeah. question is around the part Maz Kanata will have in the Last Jedi, especially with Laura Dern and Kelly Marie Tran being thrown into the mix and the rumoured returns of Frank Oz, Yuma McGregor and Hayden Christensen, will there be any time for Maz? In The Force Awakens, we saw Maz on a few occasions throughout a 15-minute window. She acted as, as a conduit to receiving the lightsaber and getting our heroes to the resistance, albeit by screaming Han's name out in the presence of bounty hunters. Yeah, genius. Once our heroes uh, join the battle amongst the castle ruins, Maz promptly disappears and we don't see her again. Lupita Nyong'o, is set to return as Maz, but we'll be seeing more than just a cameo that we got last time. Uh, thanks for it and have a great show, Dan Solo. So, what happened to Maz in The Force Awakens and will she be a part of The Last
2: Jedi?
3: Did we cover I this? The answer
2: to this before, we've covered this, haven't we? we
3: no, well, left. we, we the, the answer to it is it's no longer canon, but uh, originally she was supposed to come back to the resistance base and then they realized that she wasn't really doing much so they decided just to cut her from that bit rather than have her kind of you know just be bumbling around yes um, I'm going to take this one first first. First, alright yeah go for it mate do it I don't think she's going to have as big a part as we might think I think for the reasons that Dan outlined about the number of different characters that are coming into this um, the only way I can see her having a decent size anything sort of meaty in terms of story is if they follow the um, journey of the blue lightsaber. Yeah. Um, And actually, I'll tell you what, that's just popped into my head. Um, Benito, what's what's the name? Benito del Toro. What's the name? He's one of my favorite actors. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Um, He's supposed to be playing a kind of, we're, we're kind of led to believe he's playing a kind of underhanded bit of a dastardly character, right? I think so, yeah. A bit of a charlatan. Yeah, Mm. that's the impression we get. What if the reason they go looking for him is because that's where Maz got the lightsaber from? Oh, that's good. And he's a kind of, you know, a a collector of, you know, I mean, it'd be him playing a collector again. Again, yeah. uh, Yeah, he'd be a bit typecast, but never mind. Um, Or a trader. Mm. Yeah, like a trader of kind of dodgy, you know, black market goods. Rare antiquities. yeah, and that sort of thing. And so maybe he's involved in something like that, in which case she might send she might be the one to kind of send whoever's investigating
0: If you're a woman over forty dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause, and MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.
3: Now on that path, so yeah. Finn and maybe Finn Paul, and Leia maybe or something like that, who knows? Um, or Finn, Finn and Kaylee Marie Tran perhaps. Yeah, well they're definitely
1: um, the their path their story seems to cross with his from what I'm hearing on MSW. The yeah. the, the Kelly Marie Trans Rose and Finn, their stories seem to lead directly to uh DJ is his working or is his
3: code name, I think, at this point in time. Yeah. Uh, Benicio del Toro.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, so I wonder if maybe she's the catalyst for that storyline to kind of kick off is, you know, they go to her and say, All right, you said a story for another time. Now is another time. They go and visit her at whatever dig she set up in replacement of Takadana, And she tells them about this blo- about this bloke. Then they look into it and they find he's, you know, he's in a prison on whatever the name of the planet uh, is. Kanto Bight. Kanto that's the one. Uh, there's, you know, he's in a prison on that planet. So they have to go in and sort of work their way in to talk to him. And then from there... Maybe they have to break him out for him to tell them more. Yeah. A bit like they did in the um, Poe Dameron comic. Yeah, I, I, haven't really read, I haven't read the Poe Dameron comic. Um, it starts off, yeah, it, it starts off strong. The bits read. I've the bits I've read started off strong and then kind of it's all right after that. But um, the the kind of story, the working storyline is they, they go in to get information from somebody and, they, and the person says, whoever gets me out first uh, between him and the First Order. Um, whoever sort of breaks this prisoner out first gets the sort of the key to the kingdom as it were, in terms oh, of what he, what he can offer this bloke. Um, I've been a, I only read it once. I'm a little bit rusty, so I may not be uh, entirely a hundred percent accurate on that, but that's the broad gist of it. So maybe they're kind of, you know, echoing that storyline a bit in the real cinematic
4: yeah.
3: and yeah, you know, have, having her kind of say to him, all right, well, you know, you're going to need to find this guy. And they say, Oh, where do you find him? And it's like last time I heard he was locked up on Canto Bite. And then they go off and that's their story kind of. So it could into literally motion. just be like one of these characters in an Indiana Jones
1: movie, like Salah or something, that exactly. pops up for five minutes, helps yep. move the plot along and then disappears. And it would make I sense as well because exactly that. Finn and her now have dialogue, presumably, don't they? Because they because yes. of the stuff they went through at her castle. Mm-hmm. That's kind of interesting. Steve, what's your take on Maz's involvement?
2: In Last Jedi. Steve, you still with us? Sorry, I had you on mute because I didn't know if, if that Hoover noise was me, but I didn't have a Hoover here. <laughs> so, sorry, that's a really strange thing to say. So that's say. vacuum cleaner, by the way, if you're listening from <laughs> one of the colonies. Yeah. Um, Think globally, yeah, so, complain locally. Yeah. <laughs> um, I always thought she snuffed it at the end of episode seven.
3: Because
2: she did not. I know, but was that <laughs> written in afterwards, or at the time did they think, oh, that's the end of Maz? No.
3: She originally originally they were going to send her to, like I say, send her to, um, what's it called? Uh, Dakar, the, the Dakar, Thank base. You. Brain's, brain's melted today in terms of remembering places. She was things. going
1: to be
2: in the Dakar rally.
3: She um, was going to be in the Dakar yeah, rally.
1: Yeah.
2: She was,
3: yeah. Um, Charlie, so why did
2: they make it obvious then that she hadn't died? Because it seemed like very meh.
3: Because yeah it's the last bit... time you saw her. She hadn't died. Yeah. Oh, where was oh was she after? It you died? have one. Yeah, the, that's the that's literally the last time, the oh. last time we see her. She
1: and her responsibility in the original cut of that film was to get that lightsaber to Leia. Yeah. But yeah. since Finn had it, they didn't need to do that. But I think it's safe to assume that she left Dakar. Excuse me, she left Takadana with Leia and went back to Dakar. And that that would give us an opportunity here to spin her off into whatever she's doing. If she's on Canto Bite, um, in she the even, last yeah, Jedi, yeah, she could even be on Kanto Bite, couldn't she? She could be there and setting she, up new digs. And that's why Finn would go to her because mm-hmm. if she, you know, she she is that kind of person. She she's a a barkeep, essentially. Yeah. Um. So she would presumably a gravitate barkeep. To
3: that. Yeah. Why not? Well, I bet she gets some force tips. sensitive, force knowledgeable.
1: Never no, no, says she's she
3: sensitive. She but knows she has Han a...
2: walks in.
3: Yeah, true. Yeah, but she's, but she's, so obviously sens- not... she's obviously sensitive. She's attuned to it, like Chirrut is. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I don't think she can. I I think the scene where she wielded it was deleted, wasn't it? It was deleted,
1: but it's put out on the Blu-ray, and I don't think they put. What? Well, where she stuff, pulls the ceiling down? Contradiction. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um,
2: yeah, I know my little. I know my little
1: yeah, bits. Good. Yeah, you know yeah. your little bits. Um Scoobies. I wonder whether or not One or two. she might have a micro <laughs> cameo in this film and it might just be Luke. Uh, we we assume from that breakdown we did last week in the trailer that we're gonna see um some flashback stuff. We're gonna see yep. some elements from that Force vision that that Ray had again yeah. um told from, from Luke's punch. perspective. So maybe yeah. um she'll may well, part of that. Yeah. maybe she'll appear in some of this storytelling that he's got he needs to pass information on to Ray about that lightsaber and how it got to him. So maybe Maz will appear in those sections and that's it. Yeah. Maybe, to be
2: yeah. clear though, Mark, the, mm. the now I mean I've seen this trailer obviously about ten times, but <laughs> the the flash the the flashback in episode seven where you see the rainy scene where they're all getting murdered. Is yeah. actually, we're pretty convinced now that's a flash, actually
1: a flash forward, right? I am. No, I, I'm. I'm convinced now that that's a flash forward. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just, just because of. Um,
2: and it was that clever on their part, or did they? I don't think, know. Actually, should we make that a flash forward? Because that I kind think of that's works. a
3: flashback. I've actually. You guys talked me round. Yeah. No. Actually,
1: I think you're right. I think um, it, just Kylo's wardrobe alone would suggest is a flashback. But there yeah. was something in this new trailer that I said last week, and actually, I think Rob, you talked me down. It was um, Ray running along with the lightsaber lit in a, yes, in, a yeah. in a scene that was lit somewhat similar to that flashback, um, which mm-hmm. made me think, oh yeah, maybe that is a flash forward. But it's something we've we've gone back and forth on. Uh, since when you the say Force wardrobe, Mark, out.
2: do you mean the smashed helmet?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, he's got the helmet yes. and the cl- and the short cloak thing and we've got an image coming up later on that shows that kylo the kylo we're getting in this movie is indeed wearing modified capes and there's no oh, he is. yeah mm-hmm. so it's um all change uh, yeah. for theories now when you start to recalibrate based on new information but i like the idea that that scene of ray running with the lightsaber is to confront the knights of ren and it might be a take on that vision that we
2: saw previously um. I hope they, they handle her abilities much better. I mean, Luke was old enough to make it very difficult to become a Jedi. She's younger, but she's. I hope they don't make her in this one like. Well, they got they, they got to be careful now because she was already amazingly over the top Force
3: mm. aware in the end of seven.
2: So. Mm-hmm if they take her back too far and say, hang on a minute, she was better than that in the last film.
3: Yeah. Well, so, I, I've, I've kind of put this out there, Steve, in a similar way, just to kind of temper expectations for those who, uh, you know, for those who are expecting her to pull star destroyers out of the bloody sky. I think what we're going to see more of in this film is her learning to control the raw energy rather. And she's not going to appear to be that much more powerful, powerful, but really she is because what she's learning is focus and control and discipline, which is, you know, is not It's going to allow her to do, yeah. you know, she's going to be able to do powerful stuff, but it's, it probably won't appear that she's actually gaining a lot of ability since Episode 7, but actually no. she's gaining something more valuable, which is to say, to be able to control it properly. Yeah. Isn't
2: that focus you're talking about, exactly yeah. what Luke's dri- going away from? Because he, he he, you know, the Jedi ending, and if we're thinking of that as becoming Grey Jedis, a bit well, of both, not so me, much focus, more... Well,
3: more well, you missed the discussion in the last episode, Steve. One of the things I, I postulated, and I'm still convinced of this, is that that line in the end of the teaser is split and that there's something in the middle. Uh, Wait, so, no, Give
2: me the whole line.
3: The The, the line is... Uh, time for like, the oh, Jedi to end. Yeah, there's one thing I know for sure. I know yes. one truth. It's time for, I know one truth. It's time for the Jedi to end. I think there is... Something in, in between those two sentences, because if you listen to it, it sounds like something's been something's gone missing. And also, the only bit of that you see is the second half with Luke kind of peering at uh, we presume Ray from outside of the, from outside of the cave looking in. Yeah. Uh, Do you think it's
2: something like I know one truth, Mac Dad will make you jump, jump. It's time for the <laughs> Jedi to end. <laughs> and it's yeah, all
3: about. So the uh, episode nine is a uh, dawn of the Mac dad.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, and he does a little jump. Crisscross jump, shuffle. Yeah. Um, no, I, I
3: was thinking it might be something like, I know one truth. If you can't be, t- if you can't be, um, if you can't learn to control your powers, it's time for the Jedi to end. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah. yeah,
3: that, yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. That one came to me last time. I, recorded. I didn't, Goodness, I didn't raise that time. That's one. the kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of thing I could imagine it being, you know, or if yeah. it's like, if we can't, um, if we can't accept the, if we can't learn to balance the light and the dark, it's time for the Jedi to end. Yeah, yeah. In, I, I can't order, imagine in order, in order take to us. save the galaxy or something like it that. Could be yeah. I can't on... imagine
2: they'd take us on a nine, no. an eight film trip only to say, "Oh, well, the Jedi was all actually wrong." But this Sorry. is the
1: that's the biggest concern, Steve. That's people's biggest yeah. concern now is that new story elements are going to reframe the heroes of old as fools. And I understand that completely. You don't want to think yeah, that Yoda
3: was barking up the wrong tree for his nearly a thousand years yeah. of well, life. And also, like James at Tumbling Table is big on this. It's like it devalues the what, kind of what went the, the good things about the Jedi. Yeah, you know, yeah. for all their faults, they were sort of pure of heart and stuff. Yes, yeah, um, yeah he, their he intention said, was good. Could he sent us a really nice message just now as well. By the way, this could be uh, says, look to the clock, realize you're probably recording. Just want to say, break a leg, another gem. I'm sure. Any he nice? He is a nice guy. This line could it be a play on Yoda's line
1: when Yoda was giving Luke a hard time on Dagobah and Empire with well if he can't do it then the Emperor's already won and all this sort of stuff you know yeah will yeah, he finish exactly. what he started um, he's our only hope all this pressure 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 is this Luke pressure Ray if she's trying so do you
2: think is is Luke talking to a Force ghost
1: no I think Ooh, he's, okay. it, that, well, but that's yeah, one possibility it, it could be that but I think he's yeah. talking to Ray. And I think what you just said, Rob, is stimulated a lot of of ideas. If he's trying to train Ray, and like we said, Daisy yeah. mentioned in her interview with still that... Um, don't meet your heroes. Ridley's being... Don't meet your heroes for a start because they'll disappoint. And also, she's being told constantly what she is, and she's trying to learn for herself what she is. She's That's, trying to yeah, find yeah, her, I was her just own path.
3: To yeah, I was just kind of coming to something similar, so actually.
1: So if Luke... Treats her as, right, you're the next new hope, let's get your training going. She's like, hang on a minute, yeah. I'll need a second to sort of understand what's happening myself. to me. And he's like, No, you've got to be ready to go now and fight the first order yeah. and confronts no a, a lot like no
3: there's no time to Yeah, you know, there's, there's no, no time, time to muck about, about it. The way yeah. Ben
1: and Yoda treated him yeah. when he was learning, and if he said, Look, if you can't do this, then it's time for the Jedi to end. If mm-hmm. you can't mm-hmm. if you can't step to up. to get her
2: over, to motivate her, to push,
3: push, She's push. in a bit of a
2: rut at that point with her training. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I oh, thought that here's makes another, here's, sense. Here's like another that. possibility as well, actually. Um They're talking about her past, and she says, um like, you know, there's a discussion going about how much she knows about her past. So maybe she's seen something in a Force vision or something like that about you know, he knows more than he's letting on about where she comes from. Yeah. And he says, oh, you know, I'm, it's not, you know, I'm not ready to tell you, like, it's, you know, you have to find that out for yourself or some fob off that's designed to sort of build suspense for when it eventually comes out. And she says, you know, you need to tell me the truth. Um, you need to start telling me the truth or I can't trust you. And he kind of turns around to her and says, I know one truth. If you can't trust, you know, if you can't trust me, then it's time for the Jedi to end. Yeah. And what do we know about the Jedi's opinion on
1: attachments? If if, you, if she can't have attachments, so she doesn't need yeah. to know where she come from. So if she's constantly asking, Ooh, yes. who am I? Where do I come from? Well, that's not the Jedi way. Jedi yeah. are taken from their family when they're children. They don't have attachments. They're brought up in yeah. the temple, aren't they? So if she can't move past that, she's not going to train. She's not going to become this new thing. And it might uh, be yeah. the same way Luke... Um, almost rebelled against Obi-Wan and Yoda's
4: mm-hmm.
1: training and went his own way and got a better result, maybe Ray will do the same thing. And the way Luke's trying to shape her into something will lead to her saying, no, I'm going to step off that line. I'm going to find my own way and she'll get a better result, which might be Kylo's re- redemption, you know, saving Kylo from Snoke. I think mm. this is fascinating though. It's a fascinating line of thought that, that line is a big tease, and even though the intention is the same, that missing piece of dialogue could be a massive key that unlocks everything, couldn't it?
3: Yeah. I know I one truth. Say, I think it's in there. That's the impression I get, is the fact that you don't see him deliver the first half yeah. is is deliberate because the first half is something else. Yeah, yeah I mean, they know people podcast and of course. video, you know, the vlog this
2: to death, don't they, these trailers? And They they have to be a bit clever with it all, otherwise it will get...
1: You should have felt the the ripple in the room, Steve, when he said that line when they first played the the trailer, because only a certain amount of people heard it, because we were at the back of a crowd of what must have been thousands of people looking at a big screen.
0: Mm. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you.
1: it's time for the Jedi to end, the the temperature in the room changed and everyone was like, yeah. no! And we was going, what What was said? What was said? And someone leaned over and said, oh, that was Darth Vader that spoke. And we said, what? And ran off and watched it on our phones. And then I yeah. put two and two together. As when Luke said that, you could feel it. It was yeah. palpable. It's pal- pe- palpable. People. Emperor
3: palpable. It was emperor,
1: it was emperor palpable. It was, um, no one expected it and no one liked it everyone hated no. the fact that well, Luke maybe they maybe they're
2: using that as a gauge i don't know of, maybe. Course, of course could it could it be that that's not even in the film well that's, absolutely. it's made for the trailer absolutely.
1: that's definitely yeah. a thing i i think that's da- a dangerous game to play now especially with something I, as provocative as that i think even cognitively reframing it the way we've discussed it this evening is yeah. a, is a gamble um yeah. but it does put it does place Luke firmly in a position with his relationship, what we've discussed, placed Luke firmly in a position with, within his relationship with Ray. You need mm. to step up and deliver, or the Jedi are going to go away. Um, not what we're all thinking now, which is, oh, Luke's gone to the dark side, or Luke's barking mad, or Luke wants the Jedi to die so that the grey can rise. No, it could be as simple as Rob said. He's just saying, get your stuff together, because you're going to have to deliver or we're going to put all this stuff down. That's, uh, mm. yeah, I think that's just a thrilling and exciting theory, Rob.
3: Mm. So, well, like I say, I'm going to, I'm going to put it down there now. A prediction locked in as early as April. Yeah. Uh, which would be my, well, it's May day by the time this comes out, isn't it? Yeah. May day. Um, so May the 1st, I'm saying categorically <laughs> those words from that teaser are delivered in the film, but not in a continuous line. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so that's May the first. I'm making that call. I um lock
1: that in. We'll get that. I need know, to try and talk yeah, you into writing a Star Wars insights on the site for this, Rob. Get your thoughts okay. out there in print. That would be. I don't weird. need a lot
3: of convincing. Yeah,
1: no, I think you need to get that down, mate, because that's a. That and get really your top compelling.
2: four and do a Twitter poll. Be our return of the Twitter polls.
3: Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could do something with that. I've got an okay. no idea for that. I'll, I'll mix what I said and what Paul did. Right, Dan. Um, we wandered
1: off. Of your Maz thing there, but then that is what we all want to do, unfortunately. We are like a bag of <laughs> cats in a tornado. Totally worth it. I'm sure um, he'll be happy enough when yeah. he hears what we said. <laughs> Personally, I think Maz will have a tiny piece in some sort of throwaway scene. Ooh, uh, uh, <laughs> Rob thinks that maybe Maz will play a part on Canto Bite um and she will be the connective tissue between Finn and Rose and their possible mission, and Steve um, likes uh, hedgehogs. Right, let's move on to our break. (laughs) He really uh, does. (laughs) If we go to our quick break, and then when we come back, we'll hopefully we'll jump into Connors' corner and we'll see if we can get Paul into the call because he's having an absolute nightmare at the moment. We will be right back. Ready,
3: set, Spartan Race is back for 2018, and we're accepting no excuses. Barbed wire crawls, tire drags, spear throws, and much more. Whatever your ability, you'll discover the right challenge for you. Take on our 5 to 25 kilometre events designed to push you to limits you never knew you could overcome. Complete an obstacle course race and let adventure back into your life. Are you ready to unleash your inner Spartan Warrior? Visit SpartanRace.uk.
1: If you'd like to support what we do here at Talk Star Wars, you can do so by becoming a TSW sponsor. For as little as £1 per month, given securely via PayPal, you can help us keep the lights on here at TSW. When you become a TSW sponsor, we will elevate you to VIP status. As a TSW VIP, you'll get access to an exclusive stream that provides you with fun downloads like HD wallpapers for your desktop, tablet, and mobile device. Ringtones and text alerts, courtesy of our very own Audio Jedi, at Rob Wade Vision. You'll also receive a monthly newsletter with news about what's going on here at Talk Star Wars and you'll get a priority release of the new Star Wars audio commentary series called TSW Feature Comms. All this for as little as £1 per month. Head to talkstarwars.co.uk forward slash support and become a TSW sponsor today, and the Force will be with you always.
3: And we're back. So as you've just heard, you can find out all about becoming a TSW VIP at talkstarwars.co.uk slash support. Did you know... One of the first people to become a TSW VIP was Connor. I was as surprised as you. And yet here we are with uh, the segment that always follows, the VIP spot, or at least it does now, uh, Connor's Corner featuring Leo. So, Connor writes lastly, everybody drink. <laughs> good day, gents. I hope you're all well and in good health. Yeah, that was me on the- <laughs> <laughs> um, Thanks for indulging me on my misinterpretation of the commentary regarding Vader's scene last week. So after several viewings of The Last Jedi teaser, which at first I have to admit I was lukewarm towards it, I know, blasphemy, so I see what you did there, Connor. (laughs) Uh, But it was as Paul said last week, the ray on the cliff was too karate kid at first. I have now since gotten over it after taking counsel from my son, which as usual leads us down the rabbit hole. The new planets look awesome, the red dust with the new craft are jaw-dropping. We all tried to glean as much information as possible from that little teaser, which is always fun, and we got well carried away. I no, have no idea what that's like. Anyway, all these beautiful locations are great, but do you think we'll see a return to any of the classic locations in the new films? Something for us older 40-somethings to go, oh, yeah, I remember this. I know this is Star Wars for a new generation, but we still invested too. I know 3PO can speak six million forms of communication, and that would suggest there are places and species we've yet to see. What about the stuff we grew up with? I'm not suggesting we nip back to Hoff because Luke has to feed the tauntauns here, but something familiar. Or do you think Disney wants to keep moving not away but forward from the old locations? What I'm saying is I miss Tatooine, damn it. (laughs) Is there any reason to go back or should we just keep on getting new locations? It's just some of these places are just as important as the characters that live within them, in my opinion anyway, and of course, from a certain point of view. Thanks, gents. And as always, we look forward to hearing your take on this. Your friends, Connor and Leo. Uh, P.S. I'm using the same sign-off this week because I want the voice missing from last week's podcast. Connor, you're in luck, mate. My voice is back up to it. This email was brought to you by Borg Gullet Insurance Claims. If you're lying, we'll know. <laughs> Lies. Oh, yeah. Hopefully that was uh, a. The rebellion.
4: Save the dream.
1: I just realised I <laughs> didn't break down Connor's um, thing, but I think it's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Will we return to the classic yeah. planets? Yeah. What do we no. think? No, you don't. I'd think like to. I'm con- I I'd like to. Like I'm kind of. I, I totally
2: agree with him, but I don't. I can't see it happening. I think because they want to woo people, wow people with new stuff all the time. They don't realise is. that half the beauty of it is in the, what you already know.
3: Yeah. The, the other thing also to keep in mind is a friend of mine, um, I've mentioned him on the show before, a friend named Brad, has said this before, and I think it's quite a common viewpoint, but he's the one who sticks in my head as having mentioned it. When you go back, if you go back too heavily to the stuff from the old trilogy, it makes the galaxy feel smaller. Yeah. Whereas if you're constantly showing new planets and, you know, maybe the characters are similar, but they're, you know, the aliens and stuff like there was an alien that got uh, sort of unveiled from the Han Solo movie, didn't it? This week. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it looks like a grand, but with more eyes. Yeah. It's a really great design. Why can't it just, yeah, it's beautiful. And people were like, Oh, why can't it just be a grand? I was like, well, you know, I can see the appeal of it being a grand, but at the same time that could be something from the same solar system. And also, it makes the galaxy feel larger. So you can fit
2: that's that entire galaxy on a
3: USB stick. Well, yeah, but you know, well actually, no, you can't because it was a bit missing. And I bet, I bet you anything, it got to like ninety percent and said um, storage media full. Yeah, yeah. And then they it was hadn't like, like oh, "For God's to sake, NTFS. I'm going to have to." R two, can you just copy the last bit, and then uh, we'll, we'll just time back <laughs> we'll up, join up, up and they the, um, formatted I it to NTFS here. instead of FAT thirty two. That's what it is. It, it happens to the best of us. So you know have, Luke, if you're listening, mate, don't don't worry too much about it. It happens. It should have
1: loaded it straight on the internal storage of the USB B eight. USB B eight.
2: Oh god, Mark.
1: Thank you. You're I right.
2: might have to kill you. You're only a mile mm-hmm. away. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, I think yeah, I, I don't
1: I think there are, I see both sides of this argument and I do agree with the people that say we missed the the original aliens, like where are the Rodians and where are yeah. the Grand and where are the Weakway and where are the, you know, I'd like to see all of those things again. Yeah. Um, like when we went into um, Rogue One and we see the old style yeah. Stormtroopers and we see mm-hmm. Ponda Barber on that planet. Yeah. That was all awesome. It was all great. And we, there was a, twi- sure. a Twi'lek in there, wasn't it? It was um, yep. Bib Fortuna's cousin. cousin. Yeah. All of that stuff was great, and I, I'd like to see that peppered
3: in the new movies. I'd like to see a Rodian here, here and there, because they're, will say, they're great. So, yeah, I will say also that it, um, one, point, one point of view that I've heard about it where it feels like it was missing, and I totally agree, is Maz Kanata's Tavern. Yeah. There's so much scope to put a couple of old familiar yeah. sort of species in just, there, and I just, don't think just, Yeah, really but they all friends. died. There. Everyone in there died, didn't they? What that's during fine. the panic? During the establishing shot? <laughs> yeah, yeah the, <laughs> That the, was a rough. That was a rough old landing. They stuck in the Falcon. Wasn't it? They
2: just crashed, yeah, but you know what I mean, the
3: mean. Hey Mars. Yeah,
2: but they, will, should... they would have all snuffed it, wouldn't they? Yeah,
3: but that's fine. Yeah, as long as oh, you. End, yeah. you should have
1: packed out that or that the members of that establishment. A mixed. There should have been some familiar. You know, why not just see a Doug wander through on his hands or exactly. You know, or we could.
3: You could definitely do yeah. that.
1: You can definitely yeah. do it. And, and not and it, doing it, it, it calls attention to itself.
3: And where people say But
1: wasn't um, the was werewolf there? Uh, there was
3: a werewolf like character, but I don't think it's was, was, necessarily the same one. That was from the, the Ralph
1: species. Macquarie. There were triplets, weren't there? They were from a Ralph Macquarie concept painting. That's why they were in there.
2: Okay, it wasn't the guy from the cantina.
1: It wasn't the guy from the not cantina. Not the same guy,
2: but no. the same species.
1: The same species. So I, I think not having the, those characters in there calls attention to itself. And ruffles a lot of feathers. And I think, conversely, if you start, if we go back to Hoth or back to Tatooine, that's going to start to call attention to itself, where people are going to say, well, the universe is small. There are other planets yeah. out there. Um, yeah. And with every Star Wars movie, we've gone to a new location, haven't we? We rarely go back. <laughs> I know we. You've gone to at least
3: one in every film.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We dropped back
3: to Tatooine
1: in Return of the Jedi, but that was. Yeah, but we also. We also-
3: Go to the first minute of Endor, which is completely distinct. Yeah. yeah. So
1: I like, you know, I love, like Connor said, I love the look of crate with that mm-hmm. with that white surface and the yeah the stunning. stunning. It's really Absolutely nice stunning. to have something original. And like we've yeah. always, we often circle back to this, don't we? That you need to register where you are in Star Wars at a second, mm-hmm. at like a split second. You need to know exactly where you are, or I'm in a new location. Yeah. And if you've mm-hmm. got something that looks a little bit too close to where you've been before,
0: yeah.
1: um, it can get confusing, like Attack of the Clones when you've got Obi-Wan on the red Geonosis and yeah. um, Anakin on the red Tatooine at night. So it gets very yeah. confusing. You need to have
3: very distinct... Um, yeah, environments. And I think that's why... homes. Have- I think they call them, Mark? Yes. I think that's why they were really quick to an- uh, announce that... Um, the planet of episode seven was started on was called Jakku because people would have assumed Tatooine otherwise. Well, we all did, didn't we? When we saw that initial concept art and there were, were like, two sons, there were definitely two sons. Yeah. We're like, are they going back to Tatooine? And yes. the answer was eventually no, but the fact that they came out and said, Oh no, this is a new planet. It's called Jakku. Is probably because they knew that people would connect those dots erroneously. Yeah. If they were left to their own devices and then be partially disappointed, but also kind of relieved if they're honest with themselves. Here's an extra
1: little piece as well. I- I threw this out. I think I was talking to the guys at Tumbling Saber about this. Um, what is it with all these deserty planets? Um, mm. And the fact that when you have a deserty planet, usually there's a force-sensitive being sat on it. Um, mm. We're looking at Tatooine, obviously. Jakku with Ray, and Jeddah with um, not Bayes, Chirrut. Um, yeah. And I was looking at it, thinking, well, maybe in the Old Republic there was a. A Sith super weapon that was capable of devastating planets
3: of significance. And that's why yeah, Jeddah is in ruins because. There was, yeah, there was a um, Legends one. There's, not, uh, there's nothing been mentioned in New Canon, I don't think. No, but they can bring these things back in and recanonize them, can't they? Sure, yeah.
1: So is there a chance that Jeddah was in ruins because the Sith destroyed it with a super weapon? And did they also destroy Tatooine and Jakku with a super well, apparently, weapon?
3: yeah, Jakku was supposed to be verdant, wasn't it? Yes. Originally. was supposed to be like, a not an ocean world, but it was supposed to be quite a green world. It was supposed it to be sort of. vegetation. And yeah. um,
1: there was some stuff in the Ahsoka book about the Empire sort of ruining planets by over-farming them and leaving them desolate. And That's I, certainly what happened to Jeddah City, wasn't <laughs> it? Yeah. And I, I guess there's sort of room to suggest that that might be
2: well, they uh, had. I've I read think. somewhere the other day that they had quarter of a million star destroyers at one point. Really? Okay. And they were being made on a a ring around a planet.
1: Oh uh, yes, like, like a, a shipyard. Ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and there apparent. was
2: quarter of a million at, at one point, and each one had was it, uh, it might have been fifty thousand staff for want of a better word. That's mm. a lot of mouths to feed.
3: i assuming they are all yeah. crewed with a full a uh, full complement. Necessarily, yet. Yeah. 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 Yeah, if, if it was, a, if it's still the one that was in Legend, it's they're called. It's called Lewis Van the Shipyard. Ah, oh, okay. Because that's uh, an important piece in the original Thrawn books. Ah, right. Good, good bloody books. Hmm. I think if people there's... haven't read them, ignore the fact they're not canon anymore and just read them anyway. They're so good. Yeah, just go to forward slash books You're on this. I know.
1: There isn't the old. Maybe we could, in these new movies, maybe we could stand to return to somewhere like Endor because of the
2: Vader funeral pyre. Yeah. But other it's, than it's that,
1: exactly. let's keep moving just forward. It'd be it's great relevant.
2: to see the crashed uh, Death Star, wouldn't it? Because pieces of it would have but entered was, the uh, atmosphere. That was part of an early draft of The Force Awakens. Yeah, because not the
1: Millennium Falcon go underwater? Underwater, yeah. Through the wreckage. Blimey. And I'm sure there's yeah. some significance there with Vader's crystal. We're gonna to touch on something in the news. Vader's... It's just about making
3: sense of it, isn't it? As long as the it is as long as the as long as the way it's included is sensible and doesn't Ooh. just have you going, Oh, they've just done that for the sake of doing it. Yeah. Like none of none of the stuff in Rebels none sorry, none of the rebels cameos in Rogue One felt forced. They all were they all made sense when you if you look at the big picture. Yeah, and they think yeah, you didn't expect they? Them yeah, they were they were blink and you'll miss it, yeah. and to the point where first uh, you know, first time I saw it, I did blink and miss Chopper. Yeah, but you know the the point is once you've kind of processed where they are, it makes perfect sense as to why they do there. Though so it exactly. doesn't feel mm. contrived; it just feels like oh yeah, okay, fine, and it doesn't distract from the film either. This is why it's you know having a having um, some familiar aliens on Takadana would have made perfect sense and wouldn't yeah. have. Taking like anything away from the film, if, especially if you mixed up the characters with some newer species. Yeah, that I'm that I'm completely on board with. I think
1: we absolutely yeah, need more of that. We need more of the familiar aliens.
3: Maybe Canto um, Bites are on new, uh you know, where we'll get that stuff. I hope so. I That'd hope be cool so. unless, you know, it could there could be an <laughs> argument made that
1: the old aliens we saw are denizens of ruined backwater worlds that's where those races kind of gravitate towards. They get pulled into those sort of areas. Yeah. And Kanzo Bite looks like it's going to be much more um, sort of near human species. Yeah. Because well, human, they're, humanoid, humanoid species are yeah. going to be more moneyed and they're going to be um, and more politically engaged. So perhaps yeah, um,
3: it's, it's a core world then
1: it's a core world. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, well, well, Connor, I think um, I think we're all on the same page. Yeah, and we all love um, those planets. And if you if we could find a way to organically include them in the story, then yeah, go to them. Otherwise, mm-hmm. leave them and move forward.
3: Yeah, pretty much.
1: Don't want to cheapen um, it, do we? No, it's awesome. Though. Thanks for your question again, Connor.
3: Yes, as always, a top-notch question, which has got the creative juices flying. Indeed. Right, are we ready to get into some Star Wars news? Sure. All right. Because there's a
1: couple of really interesting bits in here this week. Um, So something that came out of Star Wars Celebration was um, still Saunders got to spend some time with cast and crew of um, The Last Jedi, which I'm very envious of. And Mm. one of the people he spoke to was Kathleen Kennedy. We mentioned his conversation with Daisy about Ray. Um, yeah. In the same session, he spoke with Kathleen Kennedy about the original Star Wars films, and he asked her if they would ever return to the original movies and perhaps restore the theatrical cuts um, yeah. to their pre-special edition glory. And um, Kathleen said, "No." She laughed. Said that they will always be George's films. And she said, "You've got to be kidding! I would not touch them." Um, how Fair do enough. you feel about that news? Because it it's almost certain now we can draw a line under the original cuts of those movies yeah. being made available to us.
3: I'm fine with it, and it's kind of unsurprising because I've, ba- I've been banging on this particular drum a few times in the last couple of months. The the new approach of Disney and Lucasfilm as a, as a kind of propulsive entity is with done with the utmost deference and respect to the man who made it all possible. Yeah. And you, you, you only had to look at the reaction and the, the deal they made of his appearance at Celebration to see that the fans also hold him in a certain amount of esteem, irrespective of their feelings on earlier dialogue decisions in previous films. Um, I think that the fact that he got such a warm reception at Celebration is also probably a factor behind. It. It's like, well, then we're definitely not touching these. Yeah. Look how you know. Look, he was a rock star that day. You know, beyond. Did you see him, Mark? I didn't get into the actual
1: panel, um, but we watched him on the big screen, and it Cue was in's kind of different there, isn't it? It is an absolute nightmare, Steve. Perhaps we'll um, we'll after dark side a bit of it, but um, mm. yeah, well, I was not. It's not. It's a young man's game. That not for me. <laughs> no, <laughs> but b- no. but Rob, you're
3: absolutely right. He was treated like a god. Yeah, on as you know, as is perfectly reasonable to do, and I'm all for it. You know, I have a tremendous amount. Even when I don't agree with stuff he's done in the past, I still have a tremendous amount of respect for him for the sheer, you know, sheer imagination and vision that brings this stuff to life, and yeah. enables us to, you know, enjoy it so many years on because of how Richie made that world with the lightest of touches. Yeah, yeah, and the endless chances that he took to bring you Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think I'm not, I'm not surprised in the slightest that they've turned around and said that I, I'm kind of, like I say, I'm fully on board with it. Mm. Steve? Yeah, totally agree. I mean, I'm assuming the original
2: movies won't be the ones that he touched and ruined himself with the shoe shot first thing. But yeah, as long as they, I mean, there's so many versions out there already. Why would they want to touch it anyway? It's just like, it's almost like taking the Mick, in it if they do it again. well theres
1: that, not there is that, isn't there? There is the money for old rope accusation that I think yes. would be quite harmful.
3: Um, Unless, and let's be fair, Lucasfilm and Disney are not having any problems printing money from this franchise at the moment. No, they are doing yeah. extraordinarily well, and see, there's no need to, you know, the, the well is very, very full of fresh water. There's no need to go deeper on this one. Yeah. I
1: I'm I'm with both of you. I think that um even though I don't agree with a lot of what George did in the special editions, they are his definitive editions. Yeah, um, being an owner of the original versions as those the D V D special feature, um yeah. they are not great. So we certainly aren't asking for the originals. We're asking no. for another version. We're and asking for a romanticized version that's in our heads.
3: Yeah. The pick yeah. and mix oh, it's-
1: special we want. We want to be able to pick up the bits we want and put down the bits we don't. And in the future, with branching technology, it might be possible to take things out and put things in where you want to. Um, Yeah. And then you'll have your own mix-and-match movie. But at this point, I will take those movies as George's visions with all of their flaws as I perceive them because the version I
3: really want doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, It's like I say, it's romanticised and it's... Yeah, kind of you know a fantasy cut that doesn't actually hold any sway in reality. Exactly, and I'm reassured completely by
1: uh, Kathleen Kennedy's reaction to this question because it does show that they're treating George with respect, which means we can trust. I think I'm gonna maybe this is a leap of faith, but I'm gonna trust them with Star Wars and with Canon and with these characters Mm -hmm. that are beloved now. Just because mm-hmm. this is the signal that this is sending, no, we're going to we're going to respect what George's vision was, even though it took him twenty years to get to that vision, and we've yeah. lived with that for twenty years. Um, we're going to leave it at that and move forward. Mm-hmm. And there's no yeah. there's no room for any more speculation now because I think that draws a line under it. Yeah, indeed. So I'm reassured that they're respecting him and they're respecting Star Wars and they've got respect for us. So that's that's all good.
4: Yeah.
1: Well done. Dude. Well done, Kathleen. Um all right, it's total pro um, total pro, yeah, we really admire her um last Jedi news, so this was well, there's two things here there's the costumes, which we we'll get to in a second that was a late edition, and then there's this rumor about Luke's
3: necklace in the okay. in the last jedi did you see this this week? <clears throat> I I haven't. No, I, this is funny enough. When I saw it in the show notes, it's the first I've heard of it. Right. It I, up I on, saw
2: it, but I couldn't see what they were talking about. Right. But it's something oh. this that popped up
1: on the MSW. Um, okay. And it's somebody who's a source of Jason's and is trustworthy. And he said that Luke wears something around his neck that he okay. described as looking like a carved wooden dog whistle. Um Right. which is a, quite an eccentric way of it, it, describing a necklace, but apparently yeah. he's got this necklace around his Ooh. neck and in it is a small red crystal. Okay. So that got everybody thinking. Yeah. Um, it blew a lot of minds. And I'm wondering whether or not this is part a part of, mind you, not the whole thing, Vader's kyber crystal out of the lightsaber <laughs> lost mm. on Death Star 2. Because mm-hmm. if it is a part of that crystal and Ben Solo got the other part, that would explain that blade in Kylo's yeah, lightsaber. Which why is it's not I, working properly. And I've been it. saying that for ages. I've been, To be fair, like you, Rob, we were planting your flag in the ground over this theory of yours with the Last Jedi line. Um, yeah. Way back at The Force Awakens, I said, I think Kylo's lightsaber's got Vader's crystal in it. And that was yeah. the story of the perfect weapon. That's why the blade mm-hmm. is ragged. We know from the from the visual dictionary for the Force Awakens that at the heart of Kylo Ren's kyber Christ, um, lightsaber, the kyber crystal is cracked. Yeah. Um, so why can't it just be a chip of the kyber crystal off of Vader's, and
2: Luke's got the other part?
3: Would it be hmm. powerful enough with only a small piece to actually power the full saber to a full length?
2: I've seen. Well, it's only
3: a chip, isn't it? That's come off of it. That's what I mean, but. Yeah, but if it's, that's what I'm saying, is if, it, unless Luke's got the really small piece and Carlo's got the big piece. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be like a standard size. Um,
1: because I mm. thought about this, and if you, in the, I think it's Catalyst, actually, not the Rogue One book. I think it's in Catalyst, where, yeah. um, Krennick shows Lyra, I think he shows Ly- Lyra or Lyra, Urso, and Lyra. Galen Urso, a, a little box, and he opens it up, and there's, kyber crystals in there yeah it it gives this is how he seduces galen gives galen this a look at this kyber crystals look how pure this is yeah that it's a very creepy and this book is so well written it's a very creepy our catalyst is wonderful because it's almost i don't know about you rob but the hit i got off of this part of the story was this is a nazi with a with a box of gold teeth you know it's that kind of thing
3: these crystals came out of jedi lightsabers
1: uh, yeah, creepy. So yeah, it's the, creep, it's the
3: spoils of war, right? And they describe. Yeah, well, yeah. Them, I mean, um, I didn't go quite as far as you, but I kind of got a similar vibe. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it, I found it really like irksome.
1: And in the and when I was thinking about it, I thought, but well, they've really gone for that kind of. These are the things that we've picked off the dead. You know, it's like kind of yeah. gross, really. And um, but mm-hmm. they describe them as being finger-sized. The Kyber crystals. Okay. Now, if you look at rebels. When Much more. Ezra finds his kyber crystal, it's tiny. Yeah. It's like a rice crispy. Yeah. So, yeah, you've got there's room in there to suggest that they can be either size, and maybe <laughs> yeah, I suppose it's about focusing not just the size of the crystal, but how you focus that crystal. If you've yeah. got a larger crystal, you've got more to work with. Mm-hmm. But there, it seems to okay. be the so crack- how
2: did Vader's like, say, baguette cracked there. Why did you why was it taken apart? Is that another canon story? Or I think it is,
1: but I don't think anyone's noticed yet. And I, I haven't heard anyone but me say this, and it's frustrating the hell out of me. <clears throat> oh, right, I here's a question
3: that. then. I'm going to play devil's advocate with this.
1: Go on in. We've got a bit of noise on the line, Steve. Is your mic
3: rubbing your chin Your chin. a little bit? Yeah, um, it's actually rubbing question. the cat. A quick, uh, devil's advocate question then. Mm-hmm. Why, if Luke wants to celebrate the man his father was, why doesn't he g- uh, spend his time tracking down the blue one instead?
1: I <laughs> I haven't really thought, because this is all quite new this week. that so he died experience. with,
3: the red one, didn't he?
1: He, he died, died with the red one, yeah. But well, then that was didn't. Vader
3: dying, not Did Anakin. The... And that, hence why the Force Ghost is Hayden Christensen and not <laughs> Sebastian Shaw. Yeah, the lightsaber
1: itself went into Death Star 2. Right with his hand. It went yeah. down the shaft that the Emperor went down. Mm. Mm-hmm. So my my theory is my theory has always been that when the Death Star exploded, Endor got peppered with um, stuff. Shrapnel from the Death Rubins. Star. Yeah. And we know that in the No draft of the Force Awakens the Death Star was in a in a river or in a in an ocean. It's underwater yeah. somewhere on Endor. And then you got the perfect weapon book, which mm-hmm. I can't see why no one else is seeing this. The book is called The Perfect Weapon. And yeah. it's about somebody who's been... Basine Natal is hired to go and find this mystery item and bring it back yeah. to her client. And that mystery yeah. item was found by a stormtrooper that was stationed on Endor. And he picked up this yeah. thing that he found on Endor and kept it with him as a trophy mm-hmm. from Endor. Yeah. And it was interned with him in his tomb. Basine Natal yeah. breaks into the tomb, takes the box. The book ends with her... Driving away in the speeder with this box on her lap, she pops it open and the prize is inside. Now they don't say what it is. The book's called yeah. the perfect weapon. Why would mm-hmm. it be Darth Vader's helmet? <laughs> Which is what a lot of people think it is. Yeah, the box didn't sound big enough to have a mm-hmm. helmet in it. It never sounds anyway. big enough. <laughs> She's in the tomb <laughs> with the stormtrooper's body and the box containing this mystery item. How yeah. on earth is that that giant helmet? Yeah. It can't be. So I'm And com- is this is this book canon? This book is yes. canon. But they're so, never yeah, it's explicit. The it's got to be. Isn't it? It's called the perfect weapon. I can't keep hitting that thing enough. It's screaming <laughs> it's out a to me. the
2: crystal from, from the, the Death, Death Star's Star.
1: firing laser ring? Yeah. No, I, As think, I, just considering. I think that it's the lightsaber. And yeah. I think Kylo, well, I thought Kylo hired Basine Natal because we know she's got ties to the First Order because we see that in The Force Awakens. She hires it, yeah. her to go and get it. So she mm-hmm. brings him that. And then he takes the Kyber Crystal and builds his own weapon. Now mm-hmm. I'm starting to think that maybe Luke hired Basine Natal to get yeah. the weapon and he had it <laughs> at the school where right. he and maybe he brought all of Vader's stuff from all right. um Endor back to wherever his school was, and that's where Ben Solo becomes gets hold of the helmet. obsessed with it, and that's where he gets everything, and he takes yeah. part of the crystal, and Luke's left with part of the crystal. You know, like in the Lord of the Rings, there's a right. there's a sword. I know all the swords have names, don't they? And I I don't know what the sword's name is, but it's the <laughs> sorry, it's I'm some, just.
2: Um, <laughs> so what in the duel? It's the sword the that length,
1: yeah. is broken on the tray. The um, oh, not Bane's. Oh, what's it called? It, yeah, it's it's Andul's heir. And it's reforged, isn't it? And it's the yeah, one it's, that it's, um, Strider. I don't. Think, yeah, I, don't know I think more, it's, it's like Aragorn. Aragorn. It's his. It's his. Yeah, I'm sure it's. It and um, he uses it.
3: So why James, in t- yeah. James at tumbling saber is spinning spinning in his grave right now, and he's not even dead. That's how how bad we're butchering the Lord of the Rings. No, I'm going
1: to cut all this together, and I'm going to sound like a pro. But he. All right, fine. The way that sword was broken on a tray, couldn't Luke have had? Items that belong to Vader in the school, a right. shattered crystal, and Kylo yep. took a piece and he had a piece. That could be the thing. Flame right?
2: of the West. Maybe. Sorry. Right, okay. Thanks, Steve. And it is, it, it's still Jules' Air.
3: I think yeah. it's something to do with it. All right, Sorry. so then why why is Bazine Natal then working for the First Order in Force Awakens? Yeah, it makes more sense for it to be. Um for it to be Ben. It makes more sense for it to be Ben, yeah. But then, then the question becomes how does Luke? How get? does Luke get it? Unless Oh no, that's no good. I was about to say maybe it's Ben's crystal, but then he'd have to get Ben's saber, which he probably doesn't have access to because well we don't know what happened to that, to be fair, but uh I imagine it's probably not, you know, Vader didn't have a little quarters that was like a little cupboard that says lightsabers going here. This is yeah, uh, this is not
1: what I um, this is not what I believe, but there is one option that maybe when, maybe Basine Natal is hired to get the lightsaber for Ben and he, yeah. maybe he uses Vader's lightsaber initially and him and Luke have a confrontation and right. Luke destroys Vader's lightsaber and Ben okay. flees with what's left of it and builds a yeah. new lightsaber with the fragment of the crystal and Luke keeps the fragment of the crystal from the, Clash with Ben, as a reminder of okay.
3: how south things can go and how rapidly they can do so. But I could. Th- Sorry, Rob. so they so they described it as a he said like a wooden dog whistle, right? Yeah, with a crystal in it. Could it be? Yeah. So the crystal bit, I'm going to kind of selectively ignore because you know it's it's still speculation at this point, although mm-hmm. it's kind of Fun. reasonably good intel. Yeah. Um, what if that? Carving is actually just a piece of a force tree from another yeah. planet. So maybe even Dagobah. Yes. Maybe he's been back to Dagobah. Maybe that's Yoda's crystal inside there. Red. Didn't say. Well, red might not be accurate. It might be a it lighting might, thing. It might not be accurate. You're right. What? Why did you
2: say whistle? Was it a whistle? No, no, it's, just a no of it. it's just the description. Yeah. where it's It doesn't it look, look like it's not a whistle.
1: It could no. be wood from the from Vader's funeral pyre. Should also, be that it depends how much Luke is celebrating that part of Anakin's life, though, doesn't
3: it? Because that this is what this is why it doesn't gel for me is you know, why would you celebrate? Yeah, you, know, you could celebrate his redemption, yeah. but Like I say, if you're going to do that and you're going to ta- task somebody with finding a lightsaber for you, it makes far more sense to find his blue one than it, to find his red one. I'm just going to throw this out now because this just right.
1: st- struck me as interesting. Um even though I do prefer my other theory because it ties in the Perfect Weapon book. But what if um, Ben took Luke's green lightsaber and bled the crystal red? Oh, I like that. And maybe he overdid it and it broke. Oh, I really like that. And that's what's at the heart of this tri-bladed lightsaber and that's why
3: Luke's kept... So he's kept the red one. He's because kept the red chips. That's, that's the only one he's got now. And then we'll actually see him ignite a red one by the end of the film. Possibly.
2: It's very hard to convey in a story that's supposed to be quite light and easy to understand. This is true.
3: There are ways and means of doing it.
1: You could tell it. It could be most of these things, most of these flashback things, could be stories that he tells Ray cautionary yeah. tales. Like when yeah. Obi Wan sits down and he basically tells the story of the original, uh, excuse me, the prequel trilogy. In one brief scene with Luke, like yeah. your your he was a good friend. You know, your, your dad was a great pilot.
3: He was a good friend. I felt really bad cutting both his arms, one yes. leg off,
1: both there's his a, legs and one arm. The other a chicken duck-faced woman
3: thing looking for <laughs> the bushes of love. I felt. I don't mind telling you, I felt bloody awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that that's
1: another option isn't it? that Ben Solo was dabbling, and he bled Luke's crystal. And maybe we won't see the green lightsaber again because what's left of maybe. it is hanging around Luke's throat, bled maybe, and yeah. um, is a reminder of how sour things can go with the apprentice. Hmm.
3: I prefer the hmm. perfect weapon story, but there's nothing yeah, I but right. possibilities. Awesome. It does seem, yeah, it does seem unusual to write the perfect weapon mm. if it doesn't tie into anything like that. Yeah doesn't fit, does it? It it doesn't. It it doesn't. Unless
1: um, it is Kylo hiring Bazine Natal and she's going off and getting all sorts of stuff for him and it's not necessarily that weapon. But they don't even have to be mutually exclusive, do they? That green crystal, that crystal around Luke's neck could have been the green-bladed lightsaber that Kylo bled and he also could have hired Bazine Natal and this crystal be Vader's cracked crystal in the tri-bladed light it could be any of these it could be all any and all of these things couldn't it lots of things but I do like the idea that um Adam Driver's character sorry Kylo Ren why did that escape me goodness me Mm. I like the idea of Kylo Ren bleeding a crystal and getting caught yeah and it'd be the it's the green crystal that he was bleeding yeah I like that a lot okay Mm. Um,
2: course cool, we got a lot out of that little room, and didn't we? Goodness me, we did. Oh, yes. Yeah, maybe that's how why Luke kicked him out of the We're um back, baby training center.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think but he that, has to, yeah, it's a good point. He has to have gone away and come back with with his mates, hasn't he?
2: Yeah.
1: So it's he's, he's definitely <clears throat> at the time of um, Claudia Gray's book, Bloodline. That's when it went. That's when it would have gone off. Well, um, that
3: we we assume we assume. Because Bearing in mind that we don't, we only have Leia's um, sort of point of view on it. And as far as she knows, Lu, uh, Ben and Luke are off exploring. So actually, for yeah. all we know, it's gone sour just before that point because oh, Ben's yeah. found the that's information what was, out from another source. That's what I was going to say. Well, kind of what I was going to say yeah. was
1: that just because finding out his grandfather was actually Darth Vader is the thing that completely pushes um, Ben over the edge – doesn't mean that Snoke wasn't working on him before and yeah exactly and he was dabbling in the dark side before and doing these things like bleeding crystals and whatever Um, yeah who knows what else the my all that mind control junk that he does in the force awakens he might have been doing that all over the school for all we know might have been a proper minute always in Mm. Jedi detention
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um what if get, they use that against term, Steve? Report <laughs> cards with sad faces a <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Han and Leia. Did um did Rob Cast
1: tell you about the fact that he met all the um what are they called? The Adam Drivers from Saturday Night Live, you know, the Kylo Ren's in Matt's. No. The, no. On Saturday Night Live, um they did a skit where uh they were on the, the Death Star and yeah. Kylo Ren was, um, in disguise, doing an undercover boss. Oh, yeah, undercover boss. he dressed up as Matt, who was a technician, like a guy with a blonde wig and everything. Yeah. And he kept freaking out on everybody, and they were commenting on him. Well, there was a bunch of Matts at Celebration going around, all dressed up. It was perfect. It's amazing. And uh, Rob got their attention by shouting – right from the back of the room when they were having, there was a big crowd of them they were having their photograph taken and, and Rodgers yeah. screamed, Kylo Ren is a punk bitch. And uh, they all went, no, and they went running over to him and they gave him that card that he gives the guy. It, <laughs> Sorry, I killed your son, smiley face. It was, uh, yeah. <laughs> it was really, really funny. That's what it was. I yeah. saw that card and I didn't quite... That's, it what, didn't it, quite- that's <laughs> what it was. It was from the, uh, the Saturday Night Live skit. <laughs> All right, uh, Star Wars Episode Nine news. So, oh, hang on a minute. We've got the Kylo Ren and, and um, Ray costumes yes. to discuss. So, Jay put these in the VIP group earlier on. Um, yes. There's a look at what Kylo Ren and
3: what Ray are going to look like in uh, the last year. So so yeah. So these are from, from Battle Battlefront, Battlefront Two, right? Yeah. So they're the pre-order. I think they're pre-order bonuses. Yeah. Um, they're sort of costumes for Kylo Ren and Ray for uh, Battlefront Two. So we see Kylo Ren maskless.
1: Yep. which lends... That's the kind of
3: what we suspected from the teaser, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. That he's that he ditching the mask. And... He may not need that mask now because the monster's on the outside.
2: He smashed yes. his helmet because he's, he's realized that he's just trying to live up to uh, an idol that doesn't exist in his, yep. for him. Yeah. And also that cloak
1: he's wearing is rumored to be uh, Vader's, one of Vader's cloaks.
2: From As the river is, yeah. the original
1: trilogy, which makes it looks me... more
2: materially than than vinylly. Mm. Yeah, was... it looks almost like a, a, a wool type coat rather than a vinyl one.
1: Yeah, it could be something to do with how old it is, perhaps. Um, and it's been in a fire, <laughs> it's been in a fire, but he's yeah. also, it also makes me wonder whether we're going to see Vader's castle on Mustafar again in this film. I maybe
3: Kylo. I would. I'd be very surprised if we don't. To be honest, Kylo would be in there. I think that's why we saw it in Rogue One, and that's why that could be one of the reasons why it wasn't title carded. I 100% agree with you. Yeah. I, I, I still think there's it. also the, the element of these are the known locations the rebels where that no, they know of stuff happening there. Yeah. And the rest is all kind of off the books. Yes. Yeah. That's, it's that's all kind behind the scenes.
1: It's, it's like we said when we watched Rogue One that it was um, almost like a mission log. Yeah. And they could document um, everything they were doing, but they couldn't document everything the Empire were doing.
3: Yeah. So they got Wabani and they've got Scarif and they've got the Ring of Khafreen. Yeah. Um, all that stuff because they sent a rebel agent there some, in some form, whereas with Mustafa and, Lamu, and they don't have that, and Lemu yeah. they don't have that. No, but well,
1: I like I like Kylo's look here. I think it's very reminiscent of Anakin, and where they've placed yes.
3: the scar now, they've moved the scar, haven't they? I think it's. I actually do think it's. I'm kind of with Rian Johnson. I think it's much better. better yeah, it, that yeah. scar though is a bit laughable, isn't it? It's not. Light. It doesn't seem like it should. I, well, we haven't seen the, the bottom half of it yet. No, no but his face if was you covered.
2: get even close to a lightsaber, it's lopping something off.
3: Well, she and did yeah. catch him, kind of. You know, a glancing. Basically, blow. I think the idea. Yeah, the idea is that she caught him with a glancing blow, kind of. As she like the tip. Yeah, exactly. She just gave him the tip. Cute. Um, Ooh, and what do we make of
1: Ray? Yeah, because this is a joke. I can make a scarf,
2: a hat, a brooch. <laughs> oh, a little a layer, little airplane joke.
1: Um <laughs> a bonus points
3: to anyone else who gets that. Um Yeah. This looks no great, one doesn't one. it? It does,
2: yeah. I, this one it I'll take with like a pinch her, though, of salt all,
3: does it? No, this it's one, one really. I'll take with a with a slight pinch of salt because I don't I think she's gonna spend most of the film in the R2 gear. Yeah. I don't actually think we're gonna see her in this get up in, in Last Jedi. I think if she's in this outfit, it's because she's made her way back from Arc Two for episode nine. Right. I mean
2: talking about lopping something off. That lightsaber, she's got one slip with her left hand there, and, yeah, like, and she's... Uh, that left arm's gone.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um have you do you remember what Anakin's uh robes looked like in episode two? Uh yep. Not a million a miles away bit. from this.
3: Okay. Kind of. Sort of a bit darker. But sort of a, yeah, like a kind of rather than a black, a dark brown. Yeah. What you mean
2: when they're could... doing the lift
3: thing in the ship? What? No, that's no, episode no, three. That's episode oh, three. that's episode
2: three, yes. Sorry, I'm one episode out, and I I don't remember it then.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're... Geonosis and this
1: is very yeah, kind this is very of reminiscent with the darker sort of tunic and the, the all the leather and stuff. It's a bit it's a le- it's less like so but that's
2: not what she lands on
1: No, a, Arc 2. No. I mean, she's no. got this, that other number on. This looks like this is Act 3 sort of stuff for her. And, uh, yeah. I, I there's a lot of variants. Uh, like Luke's look in the trailer that we saw, I uh, heard the guys on MSW referring to it as the garbage bag look. Um mm. so, trash bag look. But he's going to have something so, that looks a little bit more like Count Dooku's.
3: In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Okay. To which limb is she losing, guys? Because <laughs> she's going to lose a limb. She's got to. If you're going to do the, that rhyming scooby.
1: Well, it's the right hand then, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah,
1: kind That's of. it's isn't it? I hope not. I hope they don't do it, and not because she's a girl and she don't deserve it, but it's the, it's too
3: much of a callback. Yeah, you can. There are ways, and there are ways of you know putting her in, giving her harm without taking a limb off. She can be sort of you know wounded and kind of. She could favor one side more. She could walk with a limp. Is there, Is all there ways anything of, in ways of means to do Sorry, Rob. Is there anything That's in
2: right? canon that? says that when you, uh, you've you chosen your kyber crystal and you've got your lightsaber, that actually you can't ever lop something of yourself off because it will protect you and stop. Because um, it kind of makes sense, isn't it? Why would it? You can't. Otherwise, all those younglings would all be hopping around.
1: Yeah, I've always because, put that down as training. We haven't seen it yet. It doesn't mean it hasn't happened, does it?
2: No, but I, wouldn't it make sense that a kyber crystal wouldn't let you hurt yourself with it? Yeah,
1: it, it would. It, it depends how far you want to go with the sort of sentience of those things.
2: Yeah.
1: If yeah. Are Sorry, like just a, chucking it in there. Yeah. It does make sense. You're right. But with, there's, as far as I know, there's nothing in canon. No. I can see a foot coming off
2: of her. Really? That yeah. much? 18 <laughs> inches? Yeah. Yeah, half a leg. Well, once you've lost your foot, you might as well go the whole leg.
3: It ain't doing a lot. Is <laughs> Words it? of wisdom from Steve there. <laughs> uh, I hope we yeah, don't. It's true though. I like, hope we don't At least see with
2: that. an arm, you can you know you can still use it. Once you you can't walk if you haven't got a foot, you might as well have the whole leg and weigh less.
1: I just have wheels. It's an instant diet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on from these pictures. And there's, there's a great little insight into wardrobe there for the new movie. I, I do enjoy it. Um, so the big news this week, I guess, was that Star Wars Episode Nine is going to be released in May of 2019 and, sa- and finally give up the Christmas release <laughs> spot. Um, I've got a very particular opinion on this, but guys, how do you feel about it?
2: Well, we said earlier that is there scope for uh, two movies a year? I think brilliant, but
3: you guys weren't so keen. Well, no, it's not so much for my benefit that I'm not so keen. It's for the, you know, for the families who can't, who can only justify a trip to the cinema every couple of months because of the price. Yeah, but there's no kid alive that wouldn't starve himself for a couple of months so
2: he could see Star Wars.
3: I don't think that makes it okay, Steve. me old-fashioned you know people do <laughs> call me a bluff but, old traditionalist exactly call me a bluff old traditionalist but I do think that kids should you know try and get the very, at the very least the staple staple. well thing, they just right? have to not have any of the concessions
2: when they're there then that way they'll
3: save millions of well, that's part, of, part of the movie trip like, that's you know that's part of the deal for kids I like, I can take or leave it but for kids I can understand why that would be part of it I think yeah. the other thing as well is I think that um, they've got a Marvel movie coming out in May as well oh and i this think is, they're trying a little this is your problem this is my problem is it, is it the is it the disney sort of trying to own a month no
1: not necessarily i don't have any i don't have any issue with um with them being the dominant um a dominant presence at any point in the calendar i just think that oh, a successful business you know christmas is christmas is a nice clean uh, stage for star wars and it's mm. been clean since Harry Potter and the Lord of the Rings all bugged yeah. off and left it. So um, Bugged off. Now, that slot's been filled by Star Wars for the past few years, and I think it's done sterling numbers, and there's nothing yeah. there to bother it. But you bring it to the summer, and you've got superheroes galore. You've got Transformers left, right, and centre, Pirates movies, left, right, and centre. I just think that these things will inevitably end up cannibalising each other's box office, and it won't be a clear split. It's not like one audience is just going to migrate to Star Wars because suddenly you put Star Wars in there as an option. Star Wars Mm. will suffer as a result of it. I can't help but think. And then there's the, you know, we're we're corrupting the promotional cycle as well, whereas now you've got celebration that can start the gears turning in the summer Mm -hmm. or like now we're starting in the second quarter of the year and it's going to propel the promotion for Star Wars all the way up to the Christmas release. And if you drop a movie in May, are you going to do a celebration the month before or do you pull celebration forward to January or February Mm. when people don't have any money because they're just getting over Christmas?
3: Yeah, that's a good point.
1: That would be a bit of a misstep, I think at the moment you've got this there's this lovely synergy of you drop a celebration in the summer and movie in the winter and on the years where yeah. you've got a Skywalker saga entry you get a d23 as well so you get yeah. a but
2: celebration d23 big event movie what so have you got five. the year after this you've got avatar then four films in five in six years four years right. sorry is it so right. no it isn't it's longer than that but i can't remember who's ally exactly. aren't they preparing for that they're all in december at the moment they're in December. Well, yes. no, the release dates aren't are December and specific dates in December, aren't they?
1: Yeah, but I mean yeah, but at, at the moment Cameron hasn't made those movies yet. They're not a thing yet.
2: No, I mean, but to be... give out a specific
3: date, that's pretty he normally sticks to what he wants, doesn't he? Yeah, but the trouble is it's not just up to James Cameron. I mean like I know what you mean. He can go in it intending like, right, that is the damn gonna ship it no matter what. Mm. And Things can, you know, forces can happen that are out of his control that can delay a film. You know, it's not just down to James Cameron being late with something. It can be down to, you know, ADR can take longer. James Cameron's never
2: late. He arrives precisely, <laughs> precisely when he, he meets to- to.
1: <laughs>
3: Congratulations. That was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Call back to the rat battle. Anyway, yeah. Um, but, you, you know, there are so many processes in going into a into a process of like, you know, delivering a product, and I mean, you know, I can speak to a bit of this in a completely unrelated market, but there are so many forces in the release of any product to market that are beyond the original creator. So I think you know he can have the best te- he can have the absolute best intentions to release on you know for le- I don't know what what the dates are I didn't see but let's say May the sixth. 2021 that can be his date he wants to hit no matter what he's got a decent amount you know he's got a huge amount of experience in the industry so he can anticipate probably most things to be reasonable but you can never be fully you can never fully anticipate every single risk and things might you know like a computer crashing can add hours to your you know, especially when you're talking about something like uh, as tech heavy as Avatar, a, a computer going, you know, a couple of computers crashing can add days Quantum to your computer. That's you know, so what I mean. I like, that, he, that he can sort of, you know, with all the love in the world to James Cameron, he can only do so much. It's uh, only the uh, process to him. And it might be significant, he might have a hand in a significant chunk of it, but he can't control every little bit and he can't, you know, everything's going to go right every time and stuff.
2: Well, nothing's gone wrong for him yet. Yeah? Even Piranha, which is
1: awesome. <laughs> well, let's not let's not disappear down that right hole again. Um, so, are we saying fish uh, are, fish we, are we saying that this is a good thing that he's moving out of the way of Avatar? Or that they're moving out of Avatar's way, Steve, is that how you're perceiving this?
2: Yeah, because nothing's going to hurt the bottom line more in the following four years than being in the same month as Avatar, the biggest-grossing movie of all time, even bigger than Star Wars
1: boom am i being <laughs> am i being an arrogant star wars fanboy when i say that i think if they stood their ground he would move
2: uh i don't think i i, I think he would he wouldn't have well that's a good point why has he come out and put it in december before
3: they'd even said may 2019 well, there you go so it makes you think that maybe it's not so he's it's made them move. related not, it's not oh, the the way around okay. yeah I was thinking it had no relation whatsoever.
2: He did but. stand his ground. I mean, he, he's he got the December 18 slot for Avatar, the original, in 2009. So why shouldn't he have it for Avatar 2? And Star Wars, in fairness, Star Wars has had its... It's done, it's done two films now and it's had its way, isn't it?
1: The Lost yeah. Jedi will be three at this time of yes. year, won't it? Yeah.
2: Yeah, and there'll be another one before 19. Oh, no, there won't. Gee, are we in? Blimey. We're almost dead.
1: End. well yeah that's probably a little bit darker than <laughs> a Lord man we needed to go <laughs> um, so
2: yeah, yeah. So this is the last this is the last
1: Christmas release and
3: yeah, then it's, it's time, it's time for them to
2: move over I think for a while oh, they well. have they have got an industry to
3: look after outside of
2: Star Wars as well
3: there's that there's them, maybe may, there's I, been secret oh, things. There, there you go maybe the December is to not cannibalize something they're announcing in the TV realm
2: yeah, right. or maybe they're just thinking, you know what, let's get out of Avatar's way because we don't want to share box office with them.
1: Or it could be that they're going to move some other event series to the Christmas slot. Yeah, it and could be.
3: move Star Wars Indiana Jones? It. It oh, don't no, know. The Indiana no, Jones is in that list, wasn't it? That's 2020 in July. Yeah, July makes more sense for Indy really, because <clears> it's going to be, let's be fair, it's going to be somewhere sunny.
2: Is that going to have Shia LaBeouf reason. in it?
3: Almost certainly not. Yeah, almost. Certainly right, not. I like Shia. LaBeouf. He's gone insane, that... Steve. He,
2: he's not. He, have you seen lusted. him in um, Fury? He's awesome in that.
3: I know he's a he's a great actor, but he seems to have gone insane outside of the of the acting space. He seems well, to be. He's gone a very odd.
2: Don't forget, everything we get about actors is from the media, and the media are as contrite as anything.
3: Yeah, but if you watch him do this stuff, the then right you, word, you can only interpret it a certain number of ways. God, I I tell you what right, I will yeah. say, he is he's got a great sense of humour when it comes to sending himself up.
2: Yeah, and, and I, that. I think he got slated for that semi porn movie he did,
3: which oh uh maniac. Yeah, three.
2: it probably wasn't the best of no.
3: choices, I haven't seen but it. I haven't seen it by the way, just so it's <laughs> there's other
1: there's other stuff he did which is sort of plagiarizing other creators. Um yes.
3: oh, yeah, Dan
1: Claus, yeah. the creator of Ghost World, and he plagiarised something that he that
3: he'd done. Um yeah shire has been a naughty boy over the years he's had he's had his you know like i say he's had his moments of of greatness, but he's also had some weird kind of unusual behavior to go along with it you know it's not yeah. to say that i I'm, I'm you know I'm being flippant and kind of hyperbolic when I say that he's gone literally insane. I don't mean that of course I don't, but he does exhibit. Even allowing for Hollywood weirdness, and there's a story about Johnny Depp in the news this week that kind of typified it to me. Um, the he still seems like he's got a slightly weird of an average working, uh, you know, outside his working life. Yeah, he's
1: deliberately, um, Shire's deliberately eccentric, I think, and maybe it's because oh, it's possible, he's, yeah, he's having trouble sort of, um,
2: doesn't eccentric come with the territory if, if, honestly if i was an actor it, and surrounded by does, that
3: yeah, to a degree. I,
2: I would be as mad Steve, as you're not you're
3: not course. an act you're not an actor and i think you're almost there
2: yeah <laughs> that's what if that would push me into like you know i'd be selling my own poo on ebay and expecting it to sell for thousands mm. and why yeah. wouldn't
1: it and why wouldn't i'm already doing that but it's i'm telling your poo i think he's <laughs> With, with Shire, I think he's probably having difficulty um, because he was a child Are you actor. Are not
2: skimming off the top?
1: Sorry.
2: <laughs> um, because he was a
1: child actor, he's probably had a bit of issue sort of maintaining a, normality. A, a, yeah, a degree of privacy, yeah. some normality. Look at somebody I oh, really yeah. admire, um, Sia, the singer. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She wears that black and white wig now just to sort of. she took it off
3: recently
1: yeah she takes it off all the time she goes to press events and do but if she's on camera if she's like doing a red carpet or doing a performance she'll wear it so that the majority of people don't know who she is because she can't handle the attention yeah so she creates this persona the persona takes all the weight of that attention and when Mm -hmm. she sheds the persona and goes about a normal life she's free yeah. You know, she does she's free of the burden of all that stuff that comes with being a Tom Cruise or an Angelina Jolie. Because they yeah. can never turn that off. And I think with well, Shire and, and it
2: changes them.
1: Yeah, and I, I think with Shire he's not a stupid guy. He's a very intelligent man, and I think he's found a way to create a persona that can shoulder the burden of all of that rubbish that goes along with being um a Hollywood A lister. And yeah. and when he when he
3: switches it off, he walks away from it and probably has a better time of dealing with his private life. Yeah, um, he, don't, he seems to have ta- He seems to have been making an effort to distance himself from this public eye again in the last couple of weeks, I think. He's calmed down a little bit, hasn't it? Yeah, there's not so much stuff about him in the... But in to, the, to, uh, to, to your
1: initial questions Steve, I don't know if he's going to be in... Um, all we know at the moment is that Spielberg's directing and Harrison Ford is going to be returning as Indy. Yeah. But we don't know anything else.
3: And I don't okay. I don't think Shire would go would be well back think after yeah, what I don't, he said I, about Spielberg previously. Yeah, that was it, wasn't it? It was like he said some stuff about Spielberg that was less than kind. He blamed um the last Indiana Jones film on him, basically. Yeah. Which is probably true, yeah, but probably, probably you don't say it. it. Yeah. You don't bite the hand that feed, right? It's like Hayden coming out and saying, "Oh yeah, the prequels are rubbish. All George's fault." Yeah, just pointing at him on stage. It was him. he wouldn't be, yeah, he wouldn't be doing that. And also, you know, they're not rubbish, but no. you know, anyway. Yeah.
5: Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Haha, in my dentist's office. That's Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: Before what? we... Yeah, before it gets misconstrued. Steve yeah, we had a
3: meeting. We had a meeting, Steve.
1: While you were <laughs> you off. <weren't> you should <laughs> shout for every episode and cast a vote. <laughs> oh, watch him um, again then now. I kid. The, I kid. Um, the last thing we've got, we're going to jump over this Rosario Dawson thing, because she's been talking about playing a Sokotano again. Um, I did. I, car- I covered that a couple of days ago on the Kessel Run, but
3: um, yeah, the last like, thing... I'd- a really Sorry. quick point, really really quick point on oh, that, which is in, just mate. that I would I would like to see her in Star Wars, but I don't want her to be constrained by another existing character. I want to I'd like her to play something new. That's a fair point. And yeah. also, I think Paul maybe made the point. Um, it may have even been a tumbling saber, actually. Now I think about it, but some I heard a point somewhere by somebody really clever about how um, it won't be good enough. Because yeah. the you know the fans who devour Ahsoka stuff hold her up to this kind of you know this they put her on this pedestal, and any performance given by a live action actor won't be good enough. And you think about like you know for every person who says oh she did a good job, there'll be somebody complaining that it wasn't Ashley Eckstein, and there'll be somebody complaining that of course this you know the CG was off or whatever. And it's like we said this about Audie Harrelson playing.
1: Um- I forget who like, the character was. Oh, Gareth Strike wasn't it, I suppose. Yeah, me. no, it was, um, who did everyone want him to play? People, oh, are, um, people are screaming at their podcasts now, aren't they? He's supposed yeah. to be playing this? <laughs> he, he pops up a lot. He's like a bounty hunter. He pops up a lot in the animated series. Thank God. Uh, no, people were kind of keen. Cad he, Bane? No, not Cad Bane. He's he's a really oh. cool character, though. Oh, Ah, yeah, it's right on the ah, tip of my tongue as well. Mm, Hondo. Hondo Anaka. Yeah. So people, um, people wanted um desperately wanted Woody Harrelson to play in Hondo Anaka, but Yeah. It, there's no way he would ever pull that off. And like you no. said about Rosario playing Ahsoka, he would be constrained by that role. And yeah, have to fit pull it, into I mean, and that that's the role. thing.
3: It's not so much that they couldn't pull it off, it's that it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Even if they pulled it off, it'd still be criticised as not good enough by yeah. somebody who's decided it should be done this way. And, you know, Woody Harrison would probably do his own voice rather than a Hondo voice, so the Hondo voice wouldn't be in there and so it wouldn't feel like Hondo. And yeah, so what's the probably point? probably wouldn't look the part. Exactly. Like you know, an original if, character. If you bring in Woody and then you motion capture him, and then you also take his voice away and replace it with the guy from Rebels. Why even bother having Woody Harrelson? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make sense. And this I... is
1: where we are now. We're, we're a couple of steps back from that scenario with Rosario where she wants to yeah. play Ahsoka. She she hasn't been cast in a Star Wars movie yet. No. And we're thinking about what role she's going to play. She wants to play Ahsoka. So she's going yeah. to that character. And I do. I'm kind of intrigued by it, and I would enjoy yeah. it, I think.
3: I think she'd be good. It's just like I say. It wouldn't. It wouldn't matter how good she was. It would just be a percentage you know, of people would complain. Yeah. Yeah. And they you know even if they're not numerous, they're loud. Yeah. In my experience, the ones it's that complain the hardest, like the that. Always the voices
1: of dissent and that come through loud.
3: Yeah, and also there's like the serial, the kind of serial grievance mongers who aren't happy about anything, and they always find the, they always find the negative in every situation, and they'll be, they're always the ones who shout the loudest because. Yeah that's all they spend their time doing because their lives are otherwise kind of, you know, whatever empty. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't want to be the one to deliver that last month. Yeah. Sorry. You know, you, I think use a Jedi mind on me there. Yeah, yeah. It happens. But you can always say that there's a really good bit in the middle that was cut, um, for the purposes of talk Star Wars. And actually the full line is very complimentary. Yes, indeed. Yeah. It was do like a was last Jedi theory on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the last thing
1: we're going to talk about this evening, very briefly, is that Sam Esmail, the man behind uh, Mr. Robot, is attached to a future Star Wars project.
3: Um, he's oh, actually officially attached not,
1: now. Not it's not been announced. Expect that to okay. be announced at D twenty three. But he is taking meetings with Lucasfilm, and the rumours okay. are that he has been um, he's been considered for a Star Wars story. And somebody even said possibly the Obi Wan story, but I think that's pretty much because that's the what thing at the moment, isn't it? That everyone yeah. seems to want. Um, I think he personally, I think he'd be more suited suited to something like Star Wars Underworlds. Yeah, that's my thought. Something bounty hunter, something like like, 13, Cad Bane. like something thirteen thirteen themed, like, like thirteen thirteen. D- yeah, the cancelled um, video game, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It
3: I just amazing. realized, I Mark. It's it amazing.
2: You you didn't get any Obi Wan. Stuff. at Celebration no, did you? No, we didn't get no. any. We didn't get any future project stuff. We didn't
1: even get no. a, Han, a look at Han Solo. We didn't get anything. Yeah, that's very. It was all strange. about 40th anniversary and Last Jedi, wasn't it? That was it. And, and yeah. the wrap that up it was a rebels. bit. It,
2: it was a bit
3: naff for that reason, wasn't it? Well, no, I think it was good. I, you know, this is it was. It, it served. A, it served a purpose well, which is to yeah. not take away attention from the 40th anniversary and from Last Jedi. But it could. Have been I get what you stuff. mean, Steve. If you, if you travel all that way hoping for something, and then you don't get it, and you don't even get a whiff of it, mm. then I can understand it could be frustrating for some people. But it's not like, you know, we're in we're in
1: that cycle mm. this year
3: where in July we've
1: got D, the, uh, D23, which is Disney's Expo, yeah. and Lucasfilm was yeah. slated yeah. to appear there alongside Marvel and a couple of other things. And so, Kathleen's hinted as much, hasn't she? Yeah. So there will be announcements. She said expect announcements in the summer, and there will be yeah. a slate of future projects announced, and it would be much better to do that in a setting like D23 where you're not going to steal the thunder of some of these important things and that's not going to drown out the 40th anniversary panel and it's not going to overshadow the last Jedi trailer. But what it would do is it would blow rebels out of the water and rebels have a sign off at this event this year at Celebration.
3: True. Yeah. Um, but also think of it from this point of view: D twenty is D twenty three more like more like an earnings call, or is it an expo? No, no, it's, an, it's a proper expo
1: where you'll. Proper have, convention. Yeah, I mean, Harrison was more the like last a trade one.
3: show. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah, it's more. I was like, wondering if they could like just a announce. Trade show. It. It's yeah, more like, like, in that respect. It is more like a trade show, but you have could, talent thinking, on stage. Yeah, could they announce it in more of a more of a corporate way of like this is coming? Yeah, because. The alternative is that celebration we would demand an image or a teaser or a trailer and we'd yeah. be happy unless we got it. Well, Whereas were, if you D twenty three they could get away with just making it very much a matter of fact yeah. just delivery of like, this is happening. And well, everybody had, just goes, Oh my god The last D twenty three, they showed us that
1: um promotional art for the Force Awakens. Yeah. That's what came out of the last D twenty three. And Harrison was on stage talking about how it felt to be back as on solo and he yeah. got a standing ovation, and he was he was moved by that. Um, so this year, I think that what you're, what we we'll find is we've done the thing where we've paid tribute to George and we've paid tribute to Carrie, and we've
3: seen the Last Jedi. That's, That's the other thing we've taken away from as well. Yeah, is the- Carrie Carrie's in? You know, all the things they mentioned, Carrie or Leia has appeared in the in or around them. Yeah. Whereas with the Obi Wan movie, we know she wouldn't turn up. She wouldn't. no. no.
1: So I think D twenty three you're gonna get Um another look at Last Jedi, but that won't be centre stage. Han Solo, they'll probably show some footage. And mm-hmm. we'll definitely get a first look at Alden Ehrenreich in the in costume.
0: And yeah, some stills.
1: Cool. Some stills from the shoot. That'd be um, great. And then I think we'll get announcements about um probably some stuff about episode nine, but we will definitely get the forward-facing slate announced Star Wars, yeah. uh, the 2020 Star Wars story, and perhaps stuff beyond that as well,
4: mm-hmm.
1: with tentative dates. Um, yeah, but definitely an announcement, like a mission statement of what's coming.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's in July, I think that's uh, the 14th through the 16th.
4: Yeah, like uh, I say, July. you can
3: get away with you can get away with a much more kind of if you wanted to, you could get away with a much more matter of fact cold business-like presentation at D23 than you ever could stand to do a celebration. Exactly, Yep. Putting the cynical pants on. Cynical pants, hat, vest. Yeah, they are comfy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I like I like Sam S. Mel, I like Mr. Robot. Um, somebody definitely needs to come up with a snappy and intelligent joke about Mr. Droid because we don't have robots in Star Wars. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, Mr. Lobot. Mr. Lobot well done Uh, I really want to see there you go there's your movie as well (laughs) yeah there you go (laughs) maybe that's what he's doing well everything worked out well with that then Mm. Um, yeah bring it on Uh, let's see him and let's see him direct as well because he's done a handful of episodes of Mr Robot so
2: he can handle himself Mm. Steve have you watched Mr Robot no, I haven't. Or maybe I'll try and catch it. What, what is it? I'm, I'm really ignorant to it. Is it an animation or...? No, it's, live it's a live-action
1: action. TV show. TV. Uh, Christian oh, okay. Slater's in there. Very good. Oh, I love
2: Christian Slater. It's very, I love very it very
1: good. Christian. It will um, try and okay. watch it spoiler-free. Is it on Netflix? It's on Netflix. No, it's on Amazon. Oh, well, it's on Amazon. Amazon Prime. Oh, Amazon Prime. Prime, okay. Um, but you can binge it. Um, try and do it, it really. without
3: looking at anything. Don't see any spoilers going as cold as possible. Yeah, Steve. If you could find a way to stay off social media, that'd be great, mate. It's just for your own benefit. Yeah, like, like, come yeah, on, Mark. On Look at you telling. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it works best viewing it cold because I
1: saw, I saw it, and I saw it spoiler free, and it's just a, it's just first class. He did really well. well. Okay. And having cool. that sort of talent on on a Star Wars project, thumbs up. All right. Okay. sounds good. Okay, right. Let's we're at two crazy. hours. Let's wrap this up. Um, Already. You got anything else you need to say, guys, before we say goodnight?
3: No, I think no. Something popped into my head briefly, but it's gone again just as quickly. So I guess it wasn't important. Yeah, we. I mean, we've left some stuff out there this week. Like, there's
1: some news about the Han Solo shoot in um, the Canary Islands for a a few weeks across certain dates. But there's, you know, that's all pretty businessy stuff. It's not as exciting as looking at these, getting a sneak peek at costumes and stuff. Yeah, Um, it's much more entertaining. Well, if there's nothing else to say, uh, Paul wished he could join us today, but technical difficulties kept him from doing so. Um, We'll hop on again soon. I think in a couple of weeks, guys, I might have a window opening up where we could possibly do another feature comms, if you're up for it. Okay, of course. Perhaps a Rogue One. Cool, yeah. I know know we need to do Jedi. That's definitely on the slate, but with Rogue One being out, it might be nice if we could get that laid down.
3: Rogue One would be nice. What would also be nice is doing our post-Rogue One and New Hope. Yes, that would be good too. Well, that'd be cool. Because I haven't actually, I don't think I've watched it again since Rogue One properly. So I'd be interested to re-watch Rogue One and to watch Rogue One again because I watched it recently, Rogue One. obviously, you know, it's Rogue One. Yeah. But um, I haven't. what I haven't done since is go back and do a New Hope with that in mind. That would be good. That would be good. Okay. Which well, one would you prefer to see first? Maybe that's our next Twitter poll. Dead Eye or Rogue One? What? And the Yeah. Well we'll do it. We haven't, it as a we haven't poll had a Twitter poll in a while. Yeah. There you go. Okay. We said we'd make them, you know, relevant. Make them and relevant. This is, could, could be more relevant. We let we let the fans choose. Okay. We'll check with let's get a date pinned down and then we'll put yeah. that out
1: and we'll see what people want us to do next. Deal. Good stuff. All right. Okay, well thank you for listening to Talk Star Wars again this week. Uh don't forget to leave us that five star review in iTunes and take advantage of the Ron Burgundy guarantee. Whatever you write in there, I'll read as long as it's clean. So if you want to promote your blog or your podcast or your YouTube channel or whatever you do, uh, let us know through the Medium of the 5 Star Review and we will promote that for you. Um, you can email us your questions and comments at at talkstarsinfo.gmail.com or you can reach out to us on our social networks, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram and more. Uh, and with that said, guys, where can people find you on the internet between shows? Steve, Steve, hey, you're right, mate.
2: Yeah, you can get me on uh, Twitter, Stephen underscore where, or Twitter and or YouTube on uh, Wild About Nature.
3: Excellent. Rob? Cool. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Rob Wade Vision, and you can also find everything else I do besides talk Star Wars at Emotionally14.com, and you can also search Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes for Emotionally14 and find out about all the cool stuff I produce well said sir um you'll find uh paul at
1: com and he's at moviescorenews on twitter i am at talkstarwars on twitter and you'll find everything else i do at uk, where you will find other exciting things from all sorts of contributors now um we're really starting to grow out to include other members of the commonwealth and more it's an exciting time um Talking to the Commonwealth, you're going to hear a promo spot for them soon. I urge you to go and check out all of their shows. Everyone's producing high-quality content, and they are first-class people. Okay, we'll try and bring Paul with us next week so you guys have a full house. Um, So until then, wish us luck. We'll see you next time. And the Force be with you. ta Talk Star Wars is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Find us at StarWarsCommonwealth.com alongside... The Tumbling Saber Podcast, the Generation X-Wing Podcast, the TSW Roundtable,
0: the Skyhoppers Podcast,
1: and the Nerd Room Podcast. Hit to StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world.
5: It's a wrap! It's a wrap.
1: Let's talk about Loot Crate. Are you on a quest for epic gear, housewares and collectibles? Loot Crate offers an epic range of pop culture items for less than $20 per month. Whether you're shopping for the geek in your life or you are that geek, Loot Crate is the best surprise you know is coming. Every month there's a different theme and new and exclusive items you can only get with Loot Crate. Treat yourself every month or give the gift of geeking out to a friend or a loved one. You have until the 19th at 9pm Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. Make sure to head to LootCrate.com forward slash TalkStarWars and enter the code TalkStarWars to save $3 off your new subscription today.
0: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.